Welcome back to this week's episode of Cover Zero. We are going to continue with our top 10 countdown. And this week is a pretty special week because it's the wide receivers, which is pretty extensive list. Um, before we get into things, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. Doing real good. The kind of quiet time of the NFL season, but... Uh... A few more of these, and we'll be back getting into training camp time and getting closer to the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Doing well. And just like bro said, you know, I mean, we're, we're a couple, it seemed like three or four, nah, more than that. Maybe about seven more shows in, and next thing you know, it'll be week one. So it's exciting time right now, even though it's off season. You know, I'm doing well as well. Uh, booked with a bunch of comedy shows and uh, enjoying summer vacation as a teacher. You know, them summers off is clutch. No, you appreciate uh, it, too, it really is. It really is. <laughs> Refreshing for sure. Yep. For Needed. sure. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this top 10. Obviously, we are going to start out with our honorable mentions. And I feel like when I was making this list, I could have had, well, geez, a, a whole other, you know, top eight in my honorable mentions alone. The three top ones that we collectively came up with were Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, and Keenan Allen. I'm going to ask you guys um, what you guys think. I mean, this list was so hard to make. I feel like I put yeah. Keenan Allen in, and then I was like, gosh, like, and then I took him out, and I was like, am I being disrespectful? Like, Right, right, right. Got a question. It was just, I had to question literally everyone on this list because I feel like there's about 15 that deserve a top 10. So um, just speaking on these honorable mentions, why do you guys think that these guys were here and just missed out on that top 10? When, when we do the top 10 wide receiver list, it's just one of the hardest positions to really do because it's, it's, it's broad and it's a lot of good players in that position. And when you think about the players that missed out on, even the listeners are probably like, man, how they miss? Who, who's ahead of them? You know, especially if they're fans of that team. But that's what makes it so hard because there's other players that we, you know, we felt, you know, was 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 better. You know, we all got our own personal list, you know, whatever. But it just shows that, you know, this this position group right here is is pretty tough. And the guy that I had, you know, actually in my list that fell out because, you know, I don't think nobody else really had him. It's Keenan Allen. I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, he had a down year last year, you know, but I feel like it was more so of how Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, was kind of using him, you know. I mean, he was more put as a slot wide receiver last year more than any other year. And I feel like that's why his production kind of dropped a little bit. Mike Williams kind of had more of a bigger year, you know, standout year than you know Keenan Allen and whatnot and I think that was what I think that was why because of how they how they used him but if you look at you know Keenan Allen's impact of that offense man he's he makes that all he he makes that offense go I mean him and Mike Williams they make that offense really go you know and he's been healthy over these last few years here that used to that was Achilles heel for him you know but he's he's got that together I feel like you know there's not one thing this guy can't really do but it's just other wide receivers that you know, that, 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 that beat him out of it. So he's one of the guys and, you know, I'm sure we other, we, we got other wiry, you know, other guys that you guys feel that y'all want to talk about as well. So yeah, I would say the one Keenan now in this day, like he's still, he's 
His route running has always been what he is known and defined by. And he still has that ability to be able to work the leverage of DBs and be able to quick and cut on a dime. But I think his deep speed is starting to fade. His explosiveness down the field isn't really what it used to be. He was never really also uh, particularly, you know, sending him go balls, getting big, huge gains to the house. That wasn't always necessarily his game, but you're right. Joe Lombardi did even take down his average depth of target compared to where you'd normally see him work those like 12 to 18 yard ranges. You send him on posts, you send him on corners, maybe send him on digs on longer routes. But he just kind of went away from that. And a lot of that, like you said, is Lombardi's offense. But I think still he deserves a spot to be at least mentioned now because aside from the route run and the dude is still this last season was tied for six in the NFL in terms of the most first downs that were gained through the air by any receiver, or any pass catcher in the entire NFL. And mm-hmm. that's that's just, as, you know, that's really a, a token to who who he is as a receiver and how reliable he is and such a safety blanket for Justin Herbert to have. And just a really consistent receiver because we always think every single year he's going to be somewhere within the top 10. And that's part of the shock because it's like he still went and had well over a thousand yards. I want to say this year he had what about 1138 had 106 grabs. You have a hundred grabs, 1138 yards, six TDs, that many first downs. You would think someone like that is going to find their way into the top 10, but we are in the time of where every team needs to have top level production at the wide receiver position. And there's so many different receivers that can give you it in one way or another. And so he definitely deserves to be mentioned on this honorable mention spot. But I do think there's a reason why, just because of how how good the position has become, why he sits in this honorable mention period at this stage in his career. Yeah, I definitely think that's part uh the factor. This, this position is so loaded. We could have like a top uh 15 and 18, maybe even a top 20 just on wide receivers. And also – uh, you both of you touched on it, uh, how Joe Lombardi is utilizing Kenny Allen and how it seemed like, especially early in the season, Mike Williams was the main factor and who right. the ball was mainly going to, like a lot of deep throws, a lot of jump balls, especially to Mike Williams and a lot of key uh, key situations as well. And, and I think it really just comes down to how, uh, he's as he's getting older, how Joe Lombardi uses him to maximize uh, his abilities and, how to keep him being as good as a wide receiver as he has been in years. Throw that out there. I was like, oh, my gosh, submit. But, oh, <laughs> I I see you every year, Keenan Allen. I see you. I appreciate you. And, yeah. Did anyway. that hurt more than keeping McLaurin out? I know that sounds bad. Don't don't tell McLaurin. D- oh, wow. wow. It's on <laughs> wax. Can't yeah, press the okay. delete button. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Can't click on send on that one. Here's the thing. Keenan Allen has more years for me to go on. So it's not a knock to McLaurin. McLaurin (laughs) is going to get there. But for me right now, he was an honorable mention. And I did not have him in my top. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at anybody. (laughs) What's in there? But no, I don't have him over. Okay. That's an honest one. I for sure, I for sure, like when we started this list, I was like, okay, I know I'm having yeah, Terry McLaurin right, somewhere. Right. I didn't but then I got then done I got and I was like, I don't. I know. <laughs> I already knew. Exactly. Uh, I already knew when I made my list, I was like, I already knew my honorable mention would be Terry McLaurin because Fitzmagic, uh, what is it, broke his hip or messed up his hip so early in the season. I was like, well, McLaurin ain't going to be productive now, or not to the level that 
he could have and like really because I feel like Fitz Fitz Magic, especially when he has a rapport with somebody, like the receiver, his number one receiver falls out. Well, we can look back to the Stevie Johnson, Brandon Marshall years, even uh, Deshaun Jackson a little bit when he's in Tampa. I was like, well, if he got these backups in Washington uh, and McLaurin ain't going to be successful, which I don't mind. I'm an Eagles fan. But then you want to see players still go out there and ball, especially at the wide receiver position, especially when he's trying to get paid as well. See, Corday, that almost made me put McLaurin in my top 10 because I was like, he doesn't, any, he doesn't have any consistency and he's still any. out there balling. So I was like, was it like three, it was like three quarterbacks, right? He played with three quarterbacks in a year. Yeah. Heineke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. In a year. In a year. In a, in a Alex, year. Smith, Alex Smith on one leg. Yeah. Yep. He had half what the ha- half. one half with Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think even because Fitzpatrick got hurt in game in week one, yeah, and I don't yeah, think I think one. McLaurin had one grab in that first half from him. Yeah. He literally got one pass catch from Ryan mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick. Who shout out to Fitz Magic by the way, the man retired after seventeen. Retired, yeah. Yeah. My yeah. heart, love that guy. Great yeah. guy. All right, it'd be so cool let's... to be an announcer. I think yeah. like if he was calling games. Oh my gosh, I would listen. He to went to Harvard. Harvard. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, I could see. Yeah. That. Because he's like, people have talked about how, of course, he's a Harvard guy. He's very smart. But we also know, you watch him on the field, that dude makes a lot of decisions that aren't smart. He makes a lot of throws. It's like, well, you only live once. Let's throw the pitch up in the air. (laughs) Right, right, right. Right. So he was, he. there was this funny wired for sound where he's talking to Tua when they were both in Miami. And Fitz is like, he's like, yeah, you know, sometimes you don't have a chance to get to that third read. Sometimes it's like one, two, and well, here we go. Basically, mm-hmm. just saying, yeah, sometimes yeah. I just chuck that thing up there. He made a play. We move on. He's aggressive. He said, That's how he lives. He's like, Sometimes it works and it's like, it's gone well. And other times it's turned against him. I think the funniest thing when he was with the Dolphins, his first year with the Dolphins, he said the reason why he came in out of shape is because a lot of his kids had birthday parties and he'd been eating a lot of birthday cake. That's an honest man right there. <laughs> he got eight kids, too. He got eight kids. Yeah, he was like, he was like, we had three parties in January, another two in February, another three in March, and yeah, first day, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little overweight. A lot of cake. A lot of cake, I don't, and I don't like to waste it. <laughs> I was like, man. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't think anybody would come close to Philip Rivers. How many kids Philip Rivers got? Philip what, got nine? nine, I think. Nine? I was like, nine, 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 I think. Wow. Yeah, he got one of those, like, uh, white, like, activity vans that's, like, their, their family car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's wild. <laughs> I remember it used to just be like, oh, Philip Rivers is missing the Pro Bowl this year because his wife is pregnant. I think that was five years in a row. <laughs> but yeah, to push it to push it back to your boy Terry. I mean, I that dude, I love his game so much. And yeah. since he's got to the NFL, because I didn't really hey, know him. Yeah. Old, I didn't really. Yeah. It, I missed him in Ohio State. I should say that much. I did not catch what that guy was doing over there for the Buckeyes. Yeah. yeah. And then ever since he got into the NFL, when he was with Washington in 2019, just the way he has that like that second gear speed. Mm-hmm. Cause there's some guys who have like right off the line, they got that quick burst, but Terry has that. He can burst. And then he has that extra next gear that mm-hmm. he can control really well mm-hmm. and still kind of stay within his line going downfield. So just that type of skill set, being able to still produce with like, we were talking about quarterbacks that aren't top tier. Yeah. So that's why yeah. he had to definitely be at least 
at least an HM on this very, very stacked list. And that's the funny yeah. thing about it, because coming out of Ohio State, everybody was talking about Paris Campbell, who went to the Colts, who hasn't done nothing really, and mm-hmm. barely even mentioned uh, Terry McLaurin. And then as soon as he stepped out there, it was like, I, I was like, oh, this other receiver out of Ohio State is blowing, doing great in, uh, in training camp, but then started balling his rookie season. I'm like, man. This dude was like, I don't know what, like the eighth receiver taken in that deep wide receiver draft and is out here balling on these guys. It's great to see. It is good to see. All right, let's crack open this top 10. And at the number 10 spot, we have A.J. Brown. Um, I'm going to start with Corday. Why does A.J. Brown deserve this top 10 spot? I mean, this dude is just big. Physical. Um, Besides, we talked about playing with bad quarterbacks. Uh, Ryan Tannehill ain't that dude, man. <laughs> they got a Hill. Tannehill, Tanny. Uh, and but they have a great rapport. And it seems like honestly, when if the running game ain't going, or when Derrick Henry wasn't healthy, which was most of the season, and if AJ was out there, I'm gonna just throw a slant to AJ, and I'm gonna just almost score like I'm almost taking to the house or I'm gonna throw it up to AJ and that's how like our offense gonna be gonna be moving like no like no other like receivers seem like they was really stepping up like how AJ was or had the chemistry with Tannehill and this man dealt with injuries this year that's why I think maybe he was a at 10 I remember initially I had him higher then I dropped him because he was hurt but if he had was healthy he got another uh bona fide dope year like this man is just ridiculous uh, even the the head coach loved him and was super pissed when they traded him away to my Eagles. So that's how you know what type of player I would have been too. Yeah, that move went. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Rabel. <laughs> yeah, he like man, pay him f this. <laughs> like, what are we doing? No, player? yeah, you you get you, cap space exists so you could pay good players. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Right. Right. end of story. Yeah, AJ man, that guy. He, I, I have a, I wanted to rank him higher because I just he, he's. I watch him on a Sunday. I always make it a point to acquire him on fantasy teams. Same. I grabbed him as a later round pick in 2019 during his rookie year. And just there's a lot of times where, like, you see the dude, and like you were talking about, Corday, how big he is. 6'1", 227 yeah. with abs. How are you 227 with abs, bro? Right. Like, get out of here. <laughs> just stop. That's unfair. Yeah. Right? But he already very, very young. He's just coming into his fourth year right now. He is 24 years fourth, old right yeah. now. And top five in P- in both PFF receiving grade and yards per route run since he has come into the NFL in 2019. Yeah. And in his rookie year, this is what was really impressive to me. Just like you were talking about, Corday, having Ryan Tannehill, not the best quarterback sometimes, you know, and also having Derrick Henry, that's a run-heavy offense. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But in 2019, A.J. Brown notched 1,051 yards, mm-hmm. and he did so on 84 targets. Yep. That's the lowest amount of targets we have seen for a receiver to reach a thousand yards in the last two decades. Nobody else has done it. This man is a rookie averaged 20 yards a catch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely insane. Just nuts. And you see the big playability, you see the physicality and I just, the play that just always sticks out to me that exemplifies the type of player that AJ Brown is, is week 11 in 2020 versus the Ravens. Fourth yeah, quarter, I'm, two and a half minutes ooh, left to go. Mm-hmm. Third and 10. Dumb. They're down by like five, six. I want to say it was like 16 to 21, mm-hmm. right? 
Ravens coming out in five-man pressure, running cover one behind it. A.J. Brown got Marcus Peters over the top of him, giving him a cushion, snaps off an inbreaker just short of him. This man shugs off Chuck Clark right on impact. Get off me. Peters tries to tackle him. Get off me. Humphrey comes across. He cuts back, dodges Humphrey, and then he carries Patrick Queen into the end zone for seven yards. Like four dudes. All it, like this dude used a Madden card in real life. Like, get out of here, bro. It's just, he's, he's incredible. And even with all them, the one thing that does is a knock on his game is he does have, he does have some durability issues that he's going to have to get right as he, as he starts to age because he's, he's missed games every single season. And it seems like he misses more each year. 16 is rookie year, 14 is sophomore year. And just this last season, only 13. Right. But when he's on the field, he's the man. And even with that missed time, out of all the receivers that we have on this list, over the last three years, he has the fifth most 100-yard games. 12 in the last three years, even though he's missed time. Dude is just, dude's a monster. And, I mean, there's a reason. I mean, I had him ranked a little bit higher than 10th, but he's in the list, like we said, and we'll say again, it's very hard to classify where these dudes are and definitely deserves to be here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fact. I mean, Jordan, you – you named off a lot of good a lot of good points really with AJ, man. Um, you know, like you said, with the with the production, he's one of the top five production wide receivers in the league. Been that since he came into the league the last what few years. He's a monster in the middle. I mean, you brought and that's another thing. You brought up the the size of him, you know, six one, two hundred and what was it, twenty seven pounds? Twenty seven. Yeah, it's just crazy. With abs, bro. With abs, <laughs> the way he's able to move, he's not very fast, but he's fast enough to get yeah. away from the corners and the safeties, man. And it's just, you know, he's he's he, he he's been able to really use his body, you know, the way that you you just wouldn't you wouldn't expect a player of that size to be able to use his body the way he's able to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's really, you know, and and when you when you think about you think about Tannehill and Corday, you brought this up. I think this was a really good point. Is that AJ Brown is really solid too with making those those um, contested catches. You know, yep. Ryan Tannehill is not really throwing. There's times where he's not throwing the ball that well, and you see AJ Brown just making those catches, whether it's with one hand or I mean, because he catches with his hands, he don't catch with his body. But there's times where it feels like he has to because of the ball that was thrown by Ryan Tannehill, you know, so he's able to adjust in that way. And that's tough to do when you're that big of a wide receiver. He's not that tall, but we just talked about his, when you got that that height and that size, that's tough to do. And when he's able to really adjust and be able to do that game in and game out, that's really impressive. Jordan, another thing you brought up too is the whole thing with him missing the games. I think that's the, that's the only thing. He got to be able to, yeah, because I can't wait to see what he does. And this is what Again, the wide receiver group is is really hard to make as a top 10. He was just outside of my top 10. He was right there. I'm honorable mention at 11. Again, this is just hard to make. But the reason why is because, and it's nothing that he did in the past. I think he's done a really good job in the past. But I compare what he's done in the past when, when he's had the Derrick Henrys, the offense really being ran by him, and now going to an offense where he's really going to be the main focal point. Like, you know, Jalen Hurts, that, that's, that's going to be his go-to guy is A.J. Brown. So, you know, I think it's a perfect weapon for him, but I don't know I don't know if if he can really – because he's going to come to – he's coming to a team where he's going to have to really carry it on offense, I feel. I feel like Jalen Hurts, everybody's going to look at him because he's a QB and everything, but I feel like A.J. Brown is the one everybody's expecting to really help Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. get over yep. the top. 
So I, can he do that? I don't know. That That's what I'm waiting to see. You know, I mean, I always go off past years and what players have been able to do, but I want to see what he does this year with the Eagles, you know, and um, his, his durability as far as injuries and whatnot has been, you know, going back to that, it's, you know, been a little skeptical and whatnot, but I think he can, you know, I, 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 hopefully he has a healthy year, you know, and we'll see how he does. But yeah, this, he definitely deserving of this spot. He's a monster man. And yeah, this is, this is, you know, where we have him. He's definitely deserving. So let's move on to number nine, who I think is, again, one of those just consistent, reliable people that anyone would love to have on their squad. Um, over a thousand yards for what at least the last eight seasons that I can remember. I can't eight se- every year he's been in the league since every 2014. Year. He every has year. notched a thousand yards. Yep, all time record. Yep, since he came out of Texas A&M. He, even at Texas A&M, a thousand yards with Johnny Manziel. Yeah. yeah, every year. I was just saying from college to NFL. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Consistency at its at its finest. He had 14, 14 touchdowns last season alone I mean Mike Evans I wish I could put him up higher so I'm gonna go to Josiah why do you think that he is deserving of this top 10 spot just like what you said man I mean you know consistent you know thousand yards all the way up through you know when he came out of the league you know I mean came from college into the league you know a consistent right. never takes plays off has strength to knock around really any corner or DB, even at his age, you know, now he's slowing down a little bit. He's dealt with some injuries. He's been able to really play most of the games, you know, since he's mm-hmm. been in the league, but he's dealt with some injuries and whatnot. He's a red zone. He's a, a lethal red zone target. We, I think we all know that, you know, um, we, we kind of, kind of talked about it a little bit, you know, uh, with, with his, with his, uh, his numbers being better with Winston and whatnot. I also feel like too, with that, he was a little bit, he was younger at that time. You know, he was younger at that time in the offense. I'm not going to say it was different. It was still kind of the same, but different QBs at that point, you know, less weapons, you know. So, I mean, he he put in more work at that time. He was more of the go-to guy here, you know, uh, at that time here. He's more of a, you know, he's still the go-to. He's, he's still the guy, but, at you know, I, I think he'll be more. The surprising thing is he might be the more go-to guy now than he was last year or anything because you yeah. still had – you know what I mean? Because you had Gronk, you still had players out on that on that field, you know. And, and right, like last year, it was Gronk and Godwin. Godwin got better, Brown. you know. Right. Godwin may not even start the season. Gronk ain't there. Right. So you gonna tell me Russell Cage gonna pull targets away from Evans? Yeah, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So this year, this year he should. Yeah. So this year he should be there, man. He should be the guy. And and when you talk about, I, I mentioned the last guy, and there's a couple of players on this. On this list, that's that's good with the contested catches and whatnot. But you know, as and PFF is not the be all end all, but I mean, he does. He is his rating at, at an eighty three point three rate at con, uh, contested catches at pinpoint is is pretty amazing. You know, I feel like that's um, accurate. I feel like that's time like PFF got that right. You know no, I mean? they do it. No, they did because yeah. you know what he was doing at at Texas A and M. He was doing it. He was doing it there when Johnny Manziel was throwing the ball. He was able right. to do the same exact thing there. And he brought it to the NFL, yeah, and, and it's yeah. good to see. I mean, you know, I know Corday. We we always every now and then, you know, we talk about Lattimore. We talk about different corners that's kind of yeah, getting yeah, his yeah, head yeah. every now and then. But no, I mean, I, you know, 
<laughs> but I mean, it happens. And Lattimore is my guy. Mike Evans is my guy too, though. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm more yeah. of a I, Lattimore. I was I, I was a bigger fan of you know. But Evans, I, it's no. I, I like Evans, man. He he's a really dominant wide receiver. But I I, I yeah, there's not there's really no knock on this guy, man. I mean, he's I th- I just think he's getting older. That's the only thing we re- I really could say. He's getting older, and other wide receivers are younger, and they're and they're just. They're more explosive at this point. But that's the thing you know? with him, bro. He's 28. Yeah, but it feels, but you know what it is? Oh, it's he's only tear. 28. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He's only 28. Yeah. He's been in the league for what? Eight years? 122 yeah. games, not counting the playoffs. And then a thousand years. Remember, because although although he's only 20, he's played, he's playing a lot of games, bro. He he's hasn't probably, really I'd have to say out of everybody on this list. There might only be two dudes that have more snap counts to their name. Yeah, that, and then look at this thousand yard. How many? How many wide receivers we got on this list that got that mo- that many thousand yards in a? In, uh, I mean, I don't think none. No, none. no one else does. Because I mean, he, he really great, and because it, everybody knows Devontae Adams is somewhere on this list. Yeah, oh, we, yeah, yeah. we got to remember right. that when Devontae was first starting out, he wasn't the Devontae that he has established himself to exactly, be bro. when he was at Green Bay. That took like time and development. Fourth, right? Yeah, was that? He was like third or fourth, right? Same it was like fourth. Jordy Nelson was the number one dude. Greg Jennings yeah. was the number one dude. Yeah, they yeah, were no, really so trying to just bring Taylor. James, jo- James Jones still there. Yeah, James yeah. Jones. So Randall like Cobb good. was really good. James Jones has yeah. So like. Yeah, it was there was times where Devonte was like you know just a complimentary you know role player type of receiver on that on that roster. So Evans being that dude, a thousand yards from the time he's on the field, that is it, it's it's enough to where no matter what else, he's here. Yeah, yeah, and I'm okay with it. I, I think I had him a little higher. I had him, I think a spot or two, a little bit higher than this. But I mean, this is and 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 again. You know, it, it it just shows how good the other players are ahead of him. You know, that that's right. It's not nothing that he hasn't done. It's just the other players that's ahead of him are that good. Or they're that good and they're younger, you know, and then they're they're so Some I mean there's a couple players. I, yeah, it's you know, but most of them. Most yeah, of them. There's only most a couple. Of them. Most of them. It's yeah. a couple of them. So I think I think also yeah, even like he, he's a guy who's battled through injuries as well and played through them. Like I and played through played through that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, I think it was like last year and like uh, the year before that. I remember he had like high ankle sprains on like both ankles at one point. It seemed like he had an ankle sprain on one, and then even Bruce Aarons talked about. It. He was like, "I wish." So I remember he had sprained his ankle. Then he had a Thursday night game, and I think other receivers was down, but Mike Evans still played. And I remember yeah. Bruce Aarons talking about. I wish uh, Evans would have took a, a week or two off so he could really be like we could use him more and like in pra- so like in practice so he could really like contribute more than what he is because he's out there just playing like just gutting it out but he's not as explosive as he was so I think that's a factor too that a guy plays through injuries and it's not I guess like not as much of a threat because he's playing like I mean you playing on a high ankle sprain which is something considered a break. Like that's pretty tough, it's, especially as a wide receiver. You running and cutting and stuff like that, and especially yeah, as the big guy. That's right, that's very yeah. tough to be the yeah. number one at uh, at all times and be the I number one. Yeah, and and his game ain't predicated on not being physical, and like like exactly. he's not a receiver exactly. that separates like a lot of these other dudes that we'll mention. That he right. is like I'm gonna out physical you. I'm gonna jump way higher than you. My catch radius is the size of a double garage on a house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's. Yeah, how he wins and when you're fighting through injuries and you're playing 
a violent sport in a violent way, that says a lot about this dude's fortitude. Yeah. And that's yeah, it's just another it's just another little feather in his cap. Definitely agree. All right. Let's move to our number eight, who is up and coming. I don't think that I, when placing him, it was so hard because we're we're going off one year. Yeah. But that one year, but that one year was like, you cannot deny it. He has to be in this top 10. Yeah. He went to the freaking Super Bowl. Like, Jamar Chase, I, I just amazing year. Excited to see him in the future. Like, I mean, you know, clearly none of us are Bengals fans. Like, who are they? Um, <laughs> I mean, no, I no disrespect, because, but, uh, uh, what a year! I mean, this is young talent that makes you excited about the future of the NFL. Um, so it was. It's really nice to have him on this list. Jordan, why do you think that he deserves this spot on this top 10? Since I have been breaking down film, doing football to at least a high enough level to where I can say that's okay, I, I know the game. I've never seen a rookie do what do what Jamar Chase did. I, I said that about Justin Jefferson at, during his rookie year, and then his college teammate gets to the NFL and then just, just <laughs> overhits that to a crazy degree. Right. right? Hold my beer. Man's basically right. Like it's 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 going to be something to see if he can replicate that in his second year. People are going to be like, oh, I mean, think about it like this, y'all. This man could have 80 grabs for 1,300 yards and finish the season with 10 TDs. Oh, down year for a second year guy because it wasn't what he did as a rook. I mean, just absolutely insane. And he set rookie records for single game, and he set rookie records for catches in the postseason. He was in the Super Bowl, Brandy, like you said, and not only was he in the Super Bowl, he was in the Super Bowl catching one-handed grabs, roasting Jalen fucking Ramsey. Like, the guy. The guy. The guy. The guy. If we get to corners, he's number one. I don't know who's shocked, but, you know. <laughs> right, anyway. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, right. But, I mean, this is what this guy did. He led the league in deep receiving touchdowns. Last year, he had eight of them, which is coined as receiving touchdowns where you catch up to 25 yards or longer. And he finished second in the league in total deep yards, 576 deep yards. To be able to be a guy as a rookie who, who, owned, who owned Marlon Humphrey the first time they went to Baltimore and played against him, 182. That was when he was my ICU that, after that game. I, I just absolutely couldn't believe it. That one play where he caught the slant spun on like three dudes and took off for like 82 yards, then goes and plays the Chiefs and goes off for 266 yards. To be able to be that type of deep threat and the type of yak guy that he is, to be able to still play bully ball your first year in the NFL on top of all that, I mean, he's really set a precedent that I don't even know if he can get to. But why would you expect that he didn't? Because he's already doing things that are very unexpected from anyone, including people who are pegged as, quote unquote, generational talents like he was and rightfully so. So, I mean, it's going to be really fun to just see how this dude continues to blossom. There's always that year one to year two. If you do what something like what Jamar Chase did, which the only rookie we saw ever do something like him was himself, obviously. Best rookie season ever. Right. 
NFL defenses are going to try to figure out ways to adjust to you. And maybe you're, and I think for sure, you're not going to find as many opportunities where he's one-on-one with the outside without a safety over the top of him. Yeah. And once that starts to get put into the fold a lot more, how does he adjust? How is he going to still continue to be effective? Because that this type of pace that he put together is just, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous. 18 yards to catch your rookie year and you caught 81 balls. It's insane. That's insane. That's insane. insane. And, uh, you know, if he doesn't have this this year, next year, it doesn't, it's still not a reflection. Oh, down year. He's slowing down, whatever it is. It's just he it's set right. the bar so good. Exactly. There it is. There it is. There it is. Man, Jordan, you talked a lot about Jamar Chase, man. That's why I wanted us, uh, us me and the Eagles, to draft him. Uh, but Jamar Chase is so good, so talented, was so creative and so dominant this year. He made you want to think, do we need to invest in the trenches or should we just go for receiver? Like he, like everyone was saying, grab a tackle, grab a tackle, grab a tackle. Nice. And they got Jamar Chase and they was like, man, I don't think Panay Sewell would have been doing all this. Like, yeah, we needed to protect Burrow, but Burrow can stand back there. And the chemistry of him and Burrow having from college was just continued on uh, the pros. Part. Like, it was just ridiculous. Like, all right, how good can they be together? And, you know, they played in college, but let's see how they going to do. Especially, we got to talk about in preseason when he was having all them drops and people was questioning, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Is he <laughs> is that year yeah. out of football? Is he going to be a plus? Yeah. Right. I know lis- listening True. to a few people on SA- SAW, shout out to the page, I didn't take him in fantasy because I was like, ah, too many drops. Because he said he couldn't see the ball. And when actually he came later came out, and he refuted. He was like, "Nah, they actually what's the they asked me what's the difference between college football and pros." He was like, "Oh, the stripes on the ball, I don't see those." And they said, "Oh, this is why he's dropping." He's like, "Nah, I said the balls are just literally different." And he came out game one. I think it was like five catches, like 120 yards. I was like, "Damn, no, I should have yeah, drafted this fool." <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did seventh round. Thank you very much. Helped a lot. Yeah. That man literally had teams <laughs> rethinking. Maybe we should just go with a receiver. No, you should go with that receiver, not a receiver. That guy, when especially when your quarterback got a rapport with them since college. Yeah, Jamar Chase, man. I mean, he's you know, Brandon, you brought it up from the very beginning, man. I mean, he's somebody. That's, this is his first year, and he's already you know we we got him ranked in the middle in the mid range of the top ten. That's that's impressive, and that's because of what he's already been able to do his first year and what we're expecting him to do. You know, I mean, and just real quick, not to get beside the point, the Bengals, you know, they upgrade on the offensive line, you know, so you're expecting Joe Burrow to be able to, you know, have more time in the pocket. So you're expecting, at least we are, we're expecting, you know, Jamar Chase to have better yardage, everything. And even if he don't, like Jordan said, he set the bar so high. You know, even if he don't hit that 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 bar or whatever it is, you know, as long as he is, you know, capable of really doing the things that he did the year before, even if it's not the exact same numbers, then you know, most football fans is gonna respect it, man. And 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 that's what we're expecting with Jamar Chase. But yeah, he's 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 a, he's a dog, man. I mean, he's a monster in, in single coverage, man. He's <clears throat> he leads a, he he led the NFL. In regular season, in as far as receiving yards, with 868, you know, I mean, there's not one thing he can't. There's not one thing. Wait, he wait, can't, you say that again, bro. There's not one thing he can't really do as far as like 
you know, the, the playability. The coaches has asked him. I mean, when you look at that offense, you look at the Bengals offense, they was able to, because in the beginning, I think the first half of it, they was really throwing the ball deep. You know, we you've seen them kind of taking that that play away. And then you've seen him really, okay, instead of the deep routes, you've seen him do the the, the shorter routes. And you've seen him get the the, the catches and, and, and get yards after the catch. You know, you've seen him adjust. Whatever the the – the, the 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 offense was asking him to do the offense coach was asking him to do he was able to do it and that's what you want to see in your young you know wide receiver your young playmakers and that's that I mean and and for him to be able to get those yards on you know just his rookie season and being able to to do that I think that's that's very very impressive you know and I mean he's a touchdown machine you know he's starting the league as far as his his touchdowns with thirteen you know. There's not nothing you really can't say about him. I think the only knock it really is just this is his only year. That's the only he only yeah, had one year of really doing it. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And and I normally me, I don't really put, you know, I think I had him, I think I had him around here, maybe, maybe a, a little bit, you know, I think maybe let's let's see here. I, I think yeah, I think I think I had him right about here, you know, and it's just and it's 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 unnormal for me because Normally, anybody that's put in the work and and you're expecting them to do pretty good the next year, that's where I kind of rank him. But because he had such a dominant first year and then on top of, you know, expecting him to have a really big year the next year, this year right here, I had to put him I had to put him at this spot right here on my list on personal list before we, we you know, before we made our final list. So, yeah, he definitely deserved to be here, man. This is a good spot for him. Agreed. All right. So number seven. Another one with a really damn good year. Okay, let's just get into it. Debo Samuels. <laughs> let's talk about it. I literally, here is my struggle with where to place this one. The only thing that kept me from putting him a little bit higher was the receiving touchdowns versus the rushing touchdowns. That's it. That's it. Other than that, yes, like, put him also on my team. Like, I will take all these people. <laughs> but, like, bring them on. Corday, why do you think that Debo Samuels deserves this spot? Besides the amazing year he had. Um, amazing. He you you saw him first off finally healthy that was uh that was definitely the main point he was finally healthy i know last year was a real bad year but i remember i think he hurt his foot in training camp so he was hurt so you mean 20, hurt. 2020 was the bad year yeah huh yeah 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 okay okay yeah 2020 was the yeah that was the bad yeah. like he just missed a lot of time in 2020 yeah yeah cuz he was like he was I remember out. He, he was I think, he, out. Yeah. I think he hurt his like yeah I think he hurt his foot in training camp then was trying to come back so he was always playing catcher like the whole year so he couldn't even like be the guy we, he couldn't be this guy that we saw that year because just like coming off the foot injury. Um, I mean the man is doing great uh, receiving and rushing. Like him and him and AJ Brown remind me a lot of each other, but he's like a smaller version of AJ, and I feel like he's more elusive because he's smaller. Even though he's, but I think they way closer to the same, but they don't. They physique 
ain't the same. Like if that makes sense. Like like Debo, AJ Debo's like Debo's like fifteen pounds less than AJ. Yeah. Okay. They're, yeah. So yeah. But they can still still physically a little shorter. He's a little shorter. Yeah, yeah, like an inch and a half, two inches shorter. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the fact that he's smaller. It's like weighs less. He can do a lot more, and is super dangerous. Uh, in this uh, Kyle Shanahan ran offense. Um, and I, I think Josiah, I think this is your guy specifically as well. Uh, yes, sir. And I'm just like, okay, this dude Debo. Like I remember, I remember you was telling me like before the season, like, like hey, Debo, my guy, he gonna like ball out and stuff. I'm like, all right, man, but he been hurt. And we see like, <laughs> we see what it, what happens like when he's fully healthy. I remember, so him and Jamar Chase, I would kind of struggle with because I know both had amazing years, but it was both like the first year that like, they really done it like this. But you gotta respect. Like not only did Debo do it in that like receiving, but also rushing, and especially in that playoff game and playoff games, mm-hmm. he was like the main dude they depended on. Like, all right, we're gonna run it with Debo. We're gonna run it with Debo. We're gonna run it with Debo and score. Then it's like, okay, well now we gotta throw it to Debo. We gotta throw it to Debo again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we went, and it's just like it's like, damn, you the you the rushing offense and you the passing game. Like, <laughs> no wonder why you holding out for more money. Like, hey bro, hey, you gonna have to you got, you got to pay me as a receiver and a running back. No, I was just saying Devontae started that, but not to get beside the point. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's everything you just mentioned, man. I mean, he he's what you call a wide back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to me. Token did himself. Yeah. Wide yeah. back. <laughs> a wide back. It fits, wide though. Back. It yeah. do. Yeah. It do. I mean, you know, for a lot of reasons, man. I mean, he could play both positions. Obviously, that's wide receiver, running back, wide back. Okay, You know, we all get that. But very tough to – I mean, when you, when he's a running back when, – when he has the ball in his hands, he's hard to bring down. He's He sheds blocks. He's really – he's an explosive playmaker. This is a lot of things I've seen out of South Carolina, man. I mean, this is – you know, and, and I think – and what I can't wait to see, you know, now with uh, one of his position coaches leaving to be the, the head coach of the Dolphins, you know, now I'm, I'm curious to see how Kyle Shanahan – I'm. I know they're gonna keep him on. You know the the way they've been using him, but I just want to see if they're if you know if the I don't know. I I, I want to make sure of it that they're gonna use him the right way. And if he still want because from what we're hearing, we don't know if he you know wants to continue that. You know, he it sounds like he wants to be just more of a wide receiver. And to me, I'm gonna be honest. I I just think that's more of a knock because I feel like he's more talented. You know, doing both. But doing both, you know, wide receiver and right. a wide receiver, a wide receiver and a running back, you know, um, his 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 yards after the catch, he's averaging ten yards after the catch, you know, and that part of that again is like what I mentioned, he's he's hard to bring down, and that's what makes him a a, a you know, it makes he's able to get more yards after the catch because he's hard to bring down, you know, he's um he's really, and then at, at the same time too. And we're gonna see what happens. Who's who starts as far as Trey Lance and, and Jimmy Garoppolo? But he he he's make he's made the offense look better at at a lot of times. I mean, had Kyle Shanahan kept using him in that in the Super Bowl versus the Chiefs, it would have been a different game, you know. And that yeah. that's a whole nother conversation. But you know, I, I just feel like if they would have kept using him, you know, and 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 to the best of his ability. You know, he would have a Super Bowl ring. The whole team, the whole San Francisco 49ers would have a team, uh, a Super Bowl ring right now. So I feel like, you know, he's that impactful. 
when it comes down to playing on offense, period. It's just – it's no question about it, man. I mean, his his whole thing has been health. You know, uh, Corday, I think you brought it up, you know, or Jordan, one of you guys brought it up. This is his first real – I mean, he's he's missed a couple games, but he was healthy, and this was inexp- – and you see what he's able to do when he's healthy. You know, 1,400 yards, averaging 18.2. I, and, you know, Brandy, I know you brought it up. He's had more rushing touchdowns than receiving touchdowns. That's only by two, though. You know, I mean, that's – and that's – you know, when you look at wide receivers no, and you're looking. Yeah, but that's what I had. That's what I'm saying. That was my only thing of like why he wasn't a little bit higher. Like, yeah, you got it. Got to, I mean, got to it split was, hairs in this countdown. You do. Yeah, you do. that close to where you I do. had to like really count that against him, which a touchdown was a touchdown. But the, you're right. This is this is wide receiver. T- so I was like, uh. Hey, it, it, and so that, was, that part right there, that part right there, it is a wide receiver. So it's hard to, you know, and, and I think with me, I'm a little biased. I ain't gonna. I'm a little biased. Yeah. Him. <laughs> be your truth, bro. I, I, I'm gonna be honest. You know, I was a little biased because you know I was a fan of him. At least you ain't rank him at fourth like somebody else. <laughs> well, you know, he really biased though. He, he this is his team. You know, <laughs> he put Trey Lance in the HM. I love you, CJ. Oh, right. Oh, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, that's my dog, though. I get it, though. Uh, yeah. It's his team. You know, I get it. I get it. That's our that's that's our hefe. That's our guy till the day we die. But man, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and we'll see. I mean, his numbers could drop off because of Trey. I mean, I, I like Trey too. But we don't know yet. We don't know what he's able to really do yet in, you know, in 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 the air. You know, I mean, if if he's able to really, you know, to 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 really pass the ball, is he is he accurate? You know, I mean, we, we don't really know these things yet. So we're we're gonna see, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo still on the team. I mean, it's just a lot of things to really figure out with that QB situation there. But as far as Debo, I feel like he deserves this spot, maybe a slot higher, a slot higher and whatnot, but I like where he's at. I'm okay with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's versatile, man. This is this is my guy. He's, you know, like I said again, if Kyle would have stuck to him in that Super Bowl versus the Chiefs, yep. they would have they would have a ring right now. So real, real quick, Josiah, that Debo last touch in that Super Bowl was in the third quarter. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, man. Look. This is this this is this dude, man. He he's the guy I, I I really like what he's been able to bring to the table. Hopefully they're able to get something done. And again, I like I said earlier into this, I'm curious to see what he does now since his offensive coordinator is gone. Cause I from what I was hearing, he was the one that came out with a lot of these different, you know. Uh, play calls of him using him as a running back. So I'm I'm curious. Now he's over there in Miami. He's got Tyreek Hill. I'm just I'm curious to see now what happens with with Debo. But the ability is there. We've seen what he's able to do. So yeah, like Debo. It. For me, I actually think I might have been a little. I had Debo at ninth. I might disrespect, have been the lowest bro. on him. Disrespect. No <laughs> disrespect. No. I've seen it. I've... <laughs> no disrespect. None at all. Out of all the receivers on this list, you have the highest drop rate by a considerable margin. I hear you. 
considerable margin. He when drop rate, not like, oh, incomplete pass, Jimmy threw a bad ball. No, he straight dropped the ball. And he's his targets are low, which is why you got to look at drop rate. Mm-hmm. And low in comparison to the other receivers. And a lot of that is due to how the Niners offense works, how much Debo is, is on the field. There it is. Debo also has been injured more than any other receiver in this top ten by far. So if you got those two factors, and we're going to look at you as a running back, which a running back, a wide back, I should say, <laughs> it's it's it does it's as a football player, it matters immensely. We talked about this throughout the whole course of the season, right. how valuable and how important that is. Right. But a lot of the lure and the appreciation for him is what he can do in both facets. Mm-hmm. As a receiver, he just doesn't stack up to these other dudes. He just doesn't just as a pure receiver. He is not a he can Debo is I will say this. He is the best after the catch threat in the entire league. He's not he doesn't have the speed like Tyreek Hill to go ahead and like maybe juke you one way and then just run past everybody and throw up the two fingers. But he is better at breaking tackles. I honestly even think he has better vision. on. got the worst QB too, though. Yeah, well, sure. He got the worst QB. Let's, you know. I mean, how much worse is how much worse is Jimmy Garoppolo than Ryan Tannehill? I was about to say. Remember, how much look, worse is how much worse is Jimmy Garoppolo than the quarterbacks that DeAndre Hopkins had to go through? But Kyle, but, but, but Kyler, Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray is right? way better. I know. I'm not. I know. <laughs> I agree with that 100. percent But I'm saying we've seen DeAndre Hopkins 1500 yards with freaking Sage Rosen. That's Hopkins. That's where he. That's why he's not where he's at. And this is what I'm saying. It's not the worst quarterback out of everybody on the list. It's right? not. But when you so, compare it, when you compare it to different QBs he's played with, when you like, like now we we talk it when we talk about the QB he's playing with right now, we don't even know who's who who's the starting QB. This gonna be I mean, Trey. San Francisco. It's got to be Trey. Okay, but we saying that. But before that, it was a guy that nobody respected, <laughs> and all the QBs that. You guys had in the top 10, he ain't even close. He ain't, oh, he he's ain't not. in the top 20. He's, not he's even, in the top 20. He's in the top 20. Come on, man. He's in the top 30. 20. Top 30. He's in the top 20. He's in the top 20. He's 20 right now. He's 20 with a bullet. 26, bro. I mean, 20 with a bullet. Josiah, not to cut y'all off, but yeah. Terry McLaurin saying, hey, man, did you see how I played with exactly. last year? Exactly. That too. Saying, but. <laughs> but he was out of mission. You know, say look, though, he's not used as a running back. We just talked about how Jordan. We just talked about Jordan. Just mentioned the how 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 Debo's used. He's used in a lot of different positions, so he's not going to be able to give you a high performance in one position if he's playing another position at fifty percent. He's playing both positions literally at 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 a high level, at a high level. That's a lot on on a player's body. It's a lot. It's a lot, right? And it, it matters. It matters in terms of how in terms of like how healthy can he be, what have you. But even before we were looking at this, this dude's been injury prone, right? right? Even before that, that, been injury prone. But more than anybody else we've been talking, we're going to talk about today, right? More than other receivers that if we were to do a top 20, he's been more injury prone than them, right? He, his average snap count per, per year is 614. There's other dudes that have been, like we were just talking about how how Keenan Allen like has been hurt for so long. Keenan Allen over the last three years averaging like nine thirty a year. Yeah, That's but that just... offense is totally different. The, the, I'm talking about snap count. I'm not talking about production. I'm talking about how okay. many snaps you're okay. on the field. That's okay. what I'm talking about. Okay. Doesn't matter. The, oh, yes, the offense is. Of course <laughs> it is. But like snap counts, like how 
many times, how many snaps you're taking a year because Debo, he can't, he's just not as healthy as these other dudes. He, uh, and he, even he, last he, year, when he got the most rushing attempts, he couldn't walk at the end of the playoffs, but that was his most healthy season, right? When he had the most rushing attempts, when he had the most usage and he had the most targets. And then his drop rate still, this is why I had to put him where I did. I just can't, like like I said, we were, we have to split hairs with how tough it well, is yeah, most definitely. to rank these positions. So that's why I'd have to put Debo at ninth rather than still crazy. higher than where he would be. Crazy, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I had him at ninth as well. So, did you? <laughs> I'm gonna go back and look at this list. Hold on. I, I mean, deep, his I first two years, like because he was it, hurt. It, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he went. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know what though? I, I'm. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. His injuries is definitely been. We we talked about. Hey, look, we talked about it was Kenyon Allen. The first few years, we talked about his injuries. I so I, I get it. I I'm, I'm not. I get it. Hundred percent. So I'm not. I'm just talking about him being versatile and what he was able to do this year, and what I'm expecting him to do this year. The only thing is, and this is where I agree with you. I think you know Corday is that I'm unsure as far as the QB play, how the offense is going to be run ran now after they you know lost one of their top guys on on the coaching staff. I'm I'm a little I'm 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 little I'm trying to see how it's going to turn out. You know, so I I get it, I get it, but this guy's talented. This, this I mean, sure. you know, I I get it. I'm 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 a little biased. I'm a little biased, but you know, I mean, he's 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 been able to do a lot in this last year. And it, had he been healthy in 2020, I feel like he would have been he would have done more. But I mean, it it you know, he hasn't he hasn't been healthy. I get it. We're gonna, yeah, we we need a whole discussion separately just for this. <laughs> he was the most like, polarizing one on the list. We were the furthest apart on <laughs> rankings on Debo Samuel. Like he came in like all over the map. Yeah, like his lowest was ninth and his highest was fourth. Josiah, did you have him at fourth? Adam is six. No, that's CJ. Oh, Adam at fourth. Okay, all right. <laughs> Adam is six. All right. I just had eggs, right? I just had eggs. I don't have eggs, bro. No, I, I could see, I could see uh, it, six. Uh, it's, it's, it's too. This is a little too much. Four is just crazy. Four is just. Let's just stop this nonsense. <laughs> you ain't gonna tell me he better than uh, no. He's no. Yeah, don't give it away just yet, George. I, I almost did. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I almost did. I can see why. I can see if you like. All right, he not only did he put up these yards like receiving but he also did it rushing too but i'm also like yeah but like come on now like but yeah number six we we discussed you know second year there could be a dip and if there is you know that that wasn't an issue here at all justin jefferson he's like oh Mm. yeah i had a pretty good had a pretty good rookie season yeah oh you guys want to see more okay here i am so Justin Jefferson ends up number six on our list. Josiah, why does he deserve this spot on our top ten? I mean, I'm be honest with you, man. I I really feel like without Justin Jefferson, this offense would almost, in a sense, be dead. I, I like Adam mm-hmm. over there, mm-hmm. but I just feel like Justin is that guy, bro. He's he's he takes over games. He helps Kirk Cousins 
He makes him look better. You know, don't get me wrong, Kurt. You know, he's this was one of his better years. He's had a he's had some good years for sure. But I just feel like Justin Jefferson is not only you know one of those wide receivers that can you know make his QB look better and all of that. He's he's improving. You know, because one thing that I've noticed from him when he came out of and and bro, I think we Jordan we talked about it like. His route running, I think I had him third. If we go back on the list of top wide receivers, yeah, you had him third. I had him fourth. Yeah, and one, but you know what? One of the knocks was is that his route running, and you know when you go back and look at his tape and how he and how he how he route runs now compared to what he was doing in college, it's it's different. Like he's a lot different. So I don't think a lot of that is Joe Brady's offense versus kind of the role he's in now because he was like strictly the slot at LSU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure and, and great point. That and that's exactly what it is. He 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 was more in a different position at that point, but I also feel like he improved. He got better. Yeah. And to be this young and to 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 still getting better at his craft while still putting up big numbers, 1400 yards in 2020, 1600 yards this last year, and averaging, you know, 15, you know, yards per care or, or receiving yards that's that you know he's only getting better while still improving and you you got to give it you got to give it up to him on what he's doing man i i really like this you know th- what he's doing right now man i mean he's his route running like i said has gotten better you know uh he's bringing in i think one of the things that i brought up when he was coming out of college <clears throat> was how he was – I forgot the word. It, I forgot the word it was, but I was basically saying how he was – you know, because I remember we, we – we, if we if any if the listeners go back and listen to, you know, the, the top wide receivers we had coming out that year, you know, and I remember having kind of like a little debate with, with Henry, you know, the other crew member on this, on this pod, and we were talking about Henry Ruggs and we was talking about Justin Jefferson. I was saying how I had Justin Jefferson over Henry Ruggs and a no, lot of people at that. Did. No, Henry's the only one who didn't. He no, yeah, exactly, exactly. Henry Ruggs or Henry didn't. <laughs> he had Henry Ruggs over him. Yep. But he was questioning why I had Justin Jefferson, and I felt like because of the numbers, what he was able to put up, you know, and and you know, he didn't feel like he was able to do that in going into the NFL, and I and I felt like he was able to do it. You know, I, I get it. The QB, the whole offense was totally different at that point in time. But it was too much to really ignore. And that's what he's able to he, – that's what he's brought to the Vikings. And, you know, you, you, you got to respect it, man. And, you know, he's definitely at the right spot right now. You know, he, and there's not he – t- he could take the top off. You know, he could, he could run the short routes if he needs to. You know, and, yeah, I mean, this is not – this is where he needs to be right now at this spot. And, you know, who knows, next year – he could probably be in the top two next year. So yeah. I mean, this is this yeah. is how good he is. He's a really he's that he's that dude, man. I mean, it's only two years that he's been in the league, but you know, he could definitely be number one. Number he probably could be number one next year, depending on what happens. He he could be number one. That's how good he is. I wanted to put him even higher. I really, honestly did. He is just ever since he's been in the NFL. The dude's been a monster. He broke Randy Moss's rookie records at, yes. for, for receiving when he was there. 
in Minnesota. And think about this. The dude wasn't Mike Zimmer, for whatever reason we don't know, didn't really let this dude do anything until week four of his rookie year. His usage was so, so, so low. Mike Zimmer always kind of has that had, I should say, because he's a former coach now. But he always had that thing of where he was very, very hesitant to play rookies. And for some reason, even when you have a rookie like Justin Jefferson, he still did that for the first quarter-ish of the season. And Jefferson still was able to put up the numbers and produce to the rate that he did. It's just absolutely insane. I mean, his coach right now, his wide receiver coach at the Vikings, is Keenan McCardell. And when Keenan McCardell, but a lot of people remember him, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, uh, wide receiver, has some great all-time numbers. When Keenan McCardell was the receiver coach for the Jags, he was at the Combine in 2020, and he watched Justin Jefferson, and he started dying laughing. And people are looking over at him like, what is this dude doing? And he goes, that, who's that guy? And people tell him that's uh, Justin Jefferson out of LSU. He goes, people need to get this dude because that is Jalen Ramsey playing wide receiver. They're like, what you mean? He's like, he's got the same body type. They move the same way. They are that, like, that is rare. Get this dude on your team. Oh, yeah, whatever, your receiver coach, blah, 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 I'm guy, whatever. And that's why he fell all the way to the back end of the first round in what was a stacked receiver class as far as prospects go. Yeah. But since he's been in the league, we've seen this dude just really take over, like you said, Jay, just take over games, be absolutely unguardable in an offense that prior to this year, was a run-first offense. That's what Mike Zimmer wanted to do, and I think we're going to really start to see them really feature Justin in ways like Cooper Cup. Kevin O'Connell coming over there right now. We all saw what he was able to do when he was over there in L.A. with Cooper Cup, and Justin going to have his mouth water when he sees how they're able to draw up and scheme up different ways to just get him one-on-ones and let this dude flourish. When I watch him on tape, the ability that just pops out the most to me is how he's able to eat up the cushion of a DB. DBs want to keep some type of relative space. They don't like it when you eat that space up because then you can break left, you can break right, you can stop, you can go behind them, whatever you can do. That is where they can really, the reaction time can really get exposed. And there's few receivers, I'd probably even say no one in the league right now, who eats cushion as quickly as he does because of his stride. He's not the tallest receiver. He's really not. Jefferson's like, what, 6'1"? But his legs are like the person of like like someone that's as the size of Mike Evans, six foot five. And that allows his body to really manipulate the eyes of defensive backs. And we see it time and time again. And I just like you said, Jay, when we do this countdown later on, he is definitely going to be higher barring injury. I did knock on some wigs. I definitely don't want to see that. So but because this man, he's 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 one of my favorite receivers to watch. And I just, especially he's, we all know he's going to get inked to a huge payday soon, sometime in the near future. But he's not really like worried about that right now. He's really not. He knows it's going to come. He knows how good he is. He has personal goals and he's going to get there. Love his temperament, love his play on the field and love that he's here in the top 10 with us. To hear Kevin O'Connell's coming over uh, and he might put up the same numbers as the Cooper Cup is ridiculous and dangerous. And I'm trying to like imagine that, like, damn, that would be ridiculous if he does that. But mm-hmm. this man is ridiculous. Like I said that like four times already. Um, <laughs> and I'm pissed at the same time because 
we should have took him over Jalen Rager, but you know that's not that's neither here nor there. I'm I'm kind of getting over. We got AJ Brown now, but also as you guys both pointed out, Jordan and Josiah, uh, he played majority of the slot in college. Now he's playing outside and being dominant. Um, route running got super better. Um, I remember I think I was watching like a mic'd up version. I think he was like running routes. Like he, I think it was against Detroit. He ate the cushion up so fast and shook the safety to the right went left caught the pass and was in the end zone within like two steps and then just grinning oh, yeah. on everybody i think i, I know the like, player you're talking about yeah i, I think i know it was, they had him on like a over and go because they uh-huh, yep, yep. actions it was an yep. over route and he just it was on a arawarie amani arawarie yep. it was ridiculous i was like that man hella like like it doesn't look like it, but that man was hella fast. Also, y'all pointed out he broke Randy Moss's rookie receiving record for the Minnesota Vikings with over fourteen hundred yards. Like, bro, that is ridiculous to do. And everybody know that not crazy ninety eight season the Vikings had. Like, this man is dangerous, and I'm just like, yo, like I we had I had to put him at six because I was just like, this man is definitely challenging for top five, top three. Like, this man just just getting better and better. And y'all, I mean, Josiah said he liked Kirk Cousins. I, I don't care for him as much, but hey, he making Kirk Cousins look great. He making Kirk Cousins look great. If Kirk, if Kirk was more consistent, probably in clutch moments, Jefferson would probably have even bigger uh, games and more clutch plays as well to help his team win more games. And it was, and that could really uh, catapult him up the list even more. Even though he has six, that can really push him up to like three, two, or like you guys said, maybe even one. We're now in our top five. Yay. Um, This player right here for me is just, I don't know. He's fun to watch. I just, I, I, there's not even, I mean, his stats are like ridiculous, but duh. Um, the talent and ability he has, but he, but over all of those, I just like watching him play. Like, not a, not a fan of his team, but if that team is on, I'm like, oh, let me, let me turn this channel real quick and see what, you know, what's up with him. So Stefan Diggs is going to land in our top five. Jordan, why does he deserve this position? I would say over the last, really honestly, I would say probably the last three years is where Diggs has really solidified his ability among the rest of the top-notch receivers in the league. He's he's one of the best route runners in the league, and he may not necessarily have, how would I put it? His route running to me, he has such little wasted movement with his route running. Some guys have the ability to throw a little extra hitch. Some guys have the ability to maybe put a little bit of sauce on it or give you some eye candy, kind of like what Jefferson style is. But Diggs is just more of like a no-nonsense break, snap it off, get get into the right spot, and just do it so fluidly. Do it so fluidly. And the part of his game that I don't think he gets a lot of credit for is how consistent he is right at the catch point. I mean, over the last two seasons, he's seventh or higher in separation rate against single coverage, contested catch grade, and and just overall grade versus man coverage, according to PFF. All three of those 
just really embody an ability to be able to be a top-notch route runner and just be able to function well late in within your your process as a wide receiver when the ball arrives. And so the other thing that I really like about him too is that since he when he changed from Kirk Cousins to Josh Allen, you really saw how he was able to establish a rapport with Josh pretty quickly. And 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 that happened just right off the bat and the two of them only playing together for 2 years. Stefan Diggs has 26 receptions on plays that occurred outside of structure. It was a, a statistic that PFF started tracking a few years ago. And he has 26 grabs on outside of structure plays over the last two years. The second place receiver has 20 in the entire league. So, I mean, the dude just, he understands his quarterback. He understands these other areas of football that may not be drawn up on a, on a playbook. That really speaks to instincts. It really speaks to his ability to just understand what defenses are doing to him. And after his last year in Minnesota, when him and to, again, ironically enough, Justin Jefferson was the first round pick that sent Stephon Diggs to Buffalo, right? So it's just really funny to see these two right here, neck and neck in the rankings with how both of their track records and their recent history in the NFL have just laid out. So Diggs just, he's, he he is a he is a complete receiver as well. I and mean, we're gonna say that about everybody else so we get to this point. He's a very complete receiver and his ability to be able to threaten DBs deep, he's understood that if he can threaten DBs deep consistently, which he does, because his last year with Kirk Cousins, nobody else in the NFL linked up for more deep touchdowns. Not last year in the NFL, last year with the Vikings. Nobody linked up for more deep touchdowns than him and Kirk. And since DB started to understand that. He then started to realize, like, okay, because they understand that I threaten them deep so much that I can work the underneath routes. I can work the underneath portions. And his best season would have probably easily, I think, been 2020, his first year with Josh Allens, when he led the league in receptions, led the league in yards, and then just last year, I don't know, had a measly 1,225 and 10 TDs. So the dude is just he's he's in a great spot there's a reason why they recently signed him to a 90 plus million dollar extension again over there in buffalo well deserving very consistent if you look at receivers that are in the nfl currently right now over the last 3 years he has the third most 100 yard games at 14 there's only two other receivers who have had more 100 yard games in the last 3 years than Stephon Diggs definitely definitely a top 5 wide receiver in the league right now it's crazy that a team trades away a guy and you're like, oh, that trade really worked out for both places. Like right. Stefan Diggs coming in helped Josh Allen become the great quarterback that we know and we see now. And I know Stefan Diggs touchdowns went up this year, but actually it was funny. He was kind of more dangerous last year than this year. It seemed like he got like he wasn't or teams were really keen on him and then they were going other places, but he still finished with. 103 catches, 1,200 yards, and 10 touchdowns. But last year was so ridiculous. And that man definitely solidified as being like a top five wide receiver and makes sense why he wanted to get out of Minnesota because him and Kirk, he just didn't feel like he could do it. Right. And now I'm partnered with Josh Allen. He's just like, yeah, this this, this, this is my guy. Like, it, it, like, I remember hearing about how great and high dynamic Stephon Diggs was but kind of really not believing it because he was in Minnesota and wasn't doing great things. And then seeing him in uh, Buffalo, like, oh, this what everybody saw. And this is why he had to get out of Minnesota because he really was being held back 
by uh, Kirk Cousins. Even though Justin Jefferson is flourishing over there, seemed like him and Kirk didn't have it. But this man, ridiculous. Uh, seems like that's my word for tonight. Ridiculous on everybody. <laughs> it is though. <laughs> like I, I, I just just watching him in and out of breaks. Like I remember shaking guys, still catching. It seemed like catching everything, and just like. Yeah, this 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 guy's the truth. <laughs> yeah, I mean that 2020 year, bro. I mean, what was it? 166 targets and a 77% yeah. catch rate. I mean, yeah. that's ridiculous. That's crazy. Ridiculous, that's crazy. bro. 127 catches, 15 and 135 yards and eight touchdowns. 127. Yep. 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 Just yep. <sighs> And the year before he only had 63 grabs. But still at eleven hundred yards, like just still had eleven hundred, yeah, yeah, still had eleven hundred, like just like, and I was in Minnesota, I was with yeah. Kirk, that was with Kirk, <laughs> yep, yeah. Stephon Diggs, everything y'all said he was, man. I mean, he really explosive. I think really what stands out for me with him is, you know, I, I you know, we gave a lot of credit to Brian Dable, we gave a lot of credit to the coaches over there as far as mm-hmm. for Josh Allen, but Stephon Diggs has also helped. Josh Allen a lot, man. I mean, exactly. he made him look a lot better than and, and just period. I, I even if he got another wide receiver there, I think you know he would still be the same type of QB. I just feel like Stefan Diggs though has really elevated, you know, Josh Allen's play because of how explosive he is and how good he is. Jordan, like you said, with his route running. I mean, he's his separation rate, like you mentioned, you know, he's seventh. You know, right against the single coverage, contested catches, he's really good at. You know, I mean, you brought up the PFF as far as his 26 receptions on plays outside of what is being called on offense. I mean, in 2020, he's with wide receivers, tight ends, as far as his catchability, man, he's he's right there. And he's really, really, you know, I mean, you you look at what he's able, what what he was able to do in 2020, this year, 2020. And even in the year of 2019, man, it's just it's, – it's impressive, man. And anytime you can put up those type of numbers and then make other players look better, because sometimes players could put up those type of numbers and then their team, you know, not be as good or, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Great but when point. you can make – yeah, when you can make your team, you know, when you're winning and you make your other players look good as well, I mean, that make you the ultimate, man. That make you a, a, a different type of player. And Stephon Diggs has been able to do that. And I, and I thought when, when he – because he wanted out of Minnesota. He didn't want to be there. You know, right. he, he didn't want to be there anymore. And I, I know me personally, I felt like, okay, Kirk Cousins ain't too bad. I mean, you know, you, you putting up some solid numbers. I mean, you should be. But, I mean, you, you see what he's doing now. He's elevated. He's, he's elevating his numbers. I mean, his number in 2021 went down a little bit, but – I mean, when you well, at least yards, but touchdowns, it went up, you know. So I mean, he's still, he's still producing, you know. So you got to give him his credit, you know. You you and he's definitely as far as top five, you know. This is what when you talk, at least me when I talk about elite players, I'm talking top five, and I'm yeah. talking when I talk top five, I'm talking players that are not able to just put up the numbers for themselves, but make other players look look good as well on their team, and right. and win. And that's what he's been able to do. So yeah, he definitely deserved to be on this list. Real, real quick, getting a guy like Stefan Diggs for a young QB, you literally see the growth Huge. a young QB 
does when he gets a veteran receiver who's dynamic as him. And, and it's like the one thing that most people like, yo, if Lamar got a dope veteran receiver like him, you you would want to see that same growth. And that's why you always got to surround your QB with talent. Because, uh, again, a, a Stephon Diggs-like player or, like how you said, a top-notch guy, a top-five receiver in the league, Mm-hmm. For your quarterback does nothing but help them that QB grow, and like how you said, Josiah, putting up stats that's leading his team to win. Great point there, man. Stephon I Davis. remember he had that. Uh, it was it was when he, his first year in Buffalo mm-hmm. against. It was that game where was it that game against uh, Arizona? Arizona? Yep. Where yep. he caught the yep. he caught one with 14 mm-hmm. seconds left, and then another guy. Who may or not may or not be somewhere on this list <laughs> had a had a catch in the end zone. Yeah, just that. Like, I mean, what more was does Stefan got to do in that scenario? Exactly. You know? Yeah. The, the, if it wasn't for that other catch, Stefan would have been talked about all yeah. week, not the other guy. The no. only thing yeah. I would say in Buffalo's game against Kansas City, I would have thought in the playoffs last year, the the yeah. probably the game of the year in the divisional yeah. round. I thought we would have seen a little bit more from Stefan. A lot of times they did shade safety over the top of him and have and yeah. have Ward underneath him, but Shavarius Ward did an amazing job against Stephon Diggs. I guess this is more of a comment to like a nod of the hat to Shavarius Ward yeah. than it is a nod right. on Diggs right. because yeah. you know right. Mans is definitely deserving of that contract extension that he got. And yeah. hey, another year of seeing what he can do over there in Buffalo. Yeah. Word to Griselda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to this number four guy. Um. The speed uh, is when he's on the field and he just takes off. It's like almost I don't even know. I don't I, like when you guys watch this guy. Who has speed like this? How do you even? How do you even train for that? Like. There's fast, and then there's Tyreek Hill. Yep. I just, I, I sometimes wonder because I'm like, you know, you do speed training. I've done speed training. You know, athletes do that. But what did he do? He woke up. Like, he, what did he, <laughs> what is, I mean, I know obviously like sheer talent comes into play. But man, I would just love to see like every detail since birth of this incredibly fast, incredibly talented individual. So Tyree Kill is coming in at our number four spot. Poor day. Why does he deserve to be in this spot in our top ten? I mean, you you just said it. Uh, you want to study. Um, they call this man a cheetah for a reason. I need like yeah, I need the scientific <laughs> background behind this. It's uh-huh. really, really hey, hey, you know how they say some of it's just God given. Yeah, this is God given ability. This is God given speed. Like we we all see, probably watch the NFL Combine and see guys come in there and run ridiculous forty times. Tyreek Hill wasn't invited to the Combine, so he didn't get to run his forty times. But when you see that, there's fast guys in the league who can't get open. Now Tyreek Hill was not only fast but quick. I, I still I still keep seeing that pass where he was going across the middle. Mahomes hit it to him in stride, 
he outran both safeties that was in oh. front of him and the linebacker who had 15 yards in front of him, <laughs> gave him the deuces at the 17-yard line because he knew he wasn't going to catch him. He gave him the like, before like, he got to him. He said, oh, you see see you up there? Yeah, no. Yeah. You should like, stop now. That man, like how they say some guys are quicker than fast, that man is probably the fastest and quickest dude in that combination yeah. at the receiver position. Like, no doubt. Like, people like, yo, who do you think is faster? Tyreek Hill. And then also he got the quickness and agility. Because some guys, it's just like straight line speed. Straight line and speed. Mm-hmm. And they, like, they can't run as fast when they start twitching. Now, that dude can run straight and burn you. And then quickly, like, 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 I, like sometimes Mahomes like threw like jump balls up to this dude, and it'd be like, and he's not even that tall. I think we're like five ten, five eleven, mm-hmm. and like leap up over three dudes in the air, catch it, and then still strong enough to land in the end zone. Like Tyree Kill, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> like I honestly like wanted that to like, kind of, like run with yeah. run with animals, like. Yeah. Just to compare to see how he can beat us. Yeah, like put out a Jumanji stampede and then just yeah. like see him go. Just to compare, like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. That's that is fast. Yeah. There's a yeah, there's a story that um I mean when he start, first started when Tyree Hill first started to emerge, they said at Kansas City, you know, like they do a like a hundred yard test or hundred ten yard test like to see your conditioning. They said Tyree Kill was at like the goal line. And everybody said go, and then they waited. Tyreek Hill waited, and then started running, and it started zigzagging around everybody, and still beat everybody to the one ten, like ridiculous. He was like, "Oh, I'm just playing around. I'm just gonna zigzag around everybody like that's," and then still beat everybody to the other side. Like this, is how he like plays the game too. Yeah, yeah. So he plays yeah. the game like you see him catch drag routes. And then, like, mo- most people catch drag routes, right? Or a shallow mm-hmm. cross, kind of catch it, keep running that, at that angle. Tyreek Hill will catch a drag route, turn and face up a defense and stop. Yeah. And be like he's playing tag. Like, yeah. like Run away from you. Yeah, like, okay, <laughs> come get me. Woo, can't get me. Can't get me. Woo. You know, like, nobody right. else does that. And it's just, it's that's his speed. He, he, he plays like he's playing flag football, and he wants nobody to get his flag. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I, got to agree. I got to agree with you, man. His speed, I think that's where you start off at, man. I mean, you know, we already, I mean, you touched on everything. You could take the top off with his speed. You know, he he has defenders, you know, chasing him because of, you know, and and we're going to see how he does with Miami, but. With the, with the Chiefs, he was able to off script a lot of those plays. I mean, there was a lot of times where you know plays were called, and you know Patrick Mahomes either the offensive line broke down or whatever it was, and he had to kind of like break off of those off of those you know those routes and do something totally different. And that's because of and he was able to lead those corners and those safeties to be able to you know catch the ball for Patrick Mahomes to kind of you know I mean help get them first down or a touchdown, whatever it was. Because he was that far down the field, or you know, he had the speed to do so. Whatever it was, he he, he the speed is what you know. When I think of Tyreek Hill, that's the first thing I think of. Everyone, bro, speed, mm-hmm. bro. You know, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Everybody. It's the speed. It's how he uses it. 
like Corday said, man, he's not just it's not just straight line speed. You know, he's able to use it in every different form and fashion, man. So, I mean, he's and I, I can't wait to see how he does in Miami. You know, I mean, this is, you know, the, the same guy. I think Mike McDaniel's right. Mike he's McDaniel, the guy yeah. logic yeah. 2.0. Mm-hmm. And the way he used, I heard he was the one that came up with a lot of those, 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 those formations over there for Debo. So I'm kind of curious to how he's going to use Tyreek. He's not as built as Debo, but I'm I'm curious yeah. to see how he uses him. I think that's you know that's that's going to be interesting right there. But yeah, man, I mean Tyreek Hill, he's very versatile, man. He could take over a game. You know, uh, it's not. I, I don't really know what really else to really say. I mean, Corday kind of hit on everything else, man. I mean, he, you know, he he. I think one thing, and I kind of already mentioned it, but he makes offenses. Well, he made Casey's offense look a lot better, and yeah. you know, Andy Reid, who's a really good play caller. I mean, he's one of the best, if not the best, and and number two offense. coach on our coaches countdown, right? You know, but for and for a player like Tyreek to make that number two coach, you know, play calling look better than what it is, and that's no that's no knock or slight or anything like that. It's just for a player like that to make the play calls look even better is impressive. And I say that because he stretched those plays. There's times where those plays was was broken down and he and he would he would break the route and do something totally different because he had the speed to do it or because he knew the he had the chemistry with the QB. A lot of that that's what it really was, you know, but I mean he was able to do that, you know, regardless of what it was, he was able to make that happen. And that's, 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 that's all talent, you know, and Tyreek, you know, you, you got to give his credit, man. I mean, he, he definitely deserved to be at this spot right now. Yeah. Tyreek, man, the one thing apart, everything, just like you guys said, the speed is there. And the one element of it, I think that the only element I would say probably that we haven't touched on thus far between the, all the points you guys brought up would just be how he threatens a defense even mm-hmm. before the snap. Wherever he lines up, those safeties know, like like a lot of these receivers on these lists on this list are going to put a level of threat or level of fear of some kind in a corner, right? And of course, Tyreek does that, but maybe not all of them put the threat in the safety as well, like Tyreek does, because there's just no way you can scheme, you can technique yourself, you can, you can adjust this, that, or the other. You either have that speed or you don't. And nobody else has that speed like him. And he is able to influence safeties with that type of speed to the way that no other receiver really does in terms of if you're a deep safety and you're on that side of the field and you're you're playing, it's two-man, and your corner, he's got press and he's going to have to trail. And you know Tyreek's going to likely be able to get by that press because he's got that quickness off the line. It's not every day, just like you said, Corday, and like you echo too, Jay, like that type of quickness, that type of twitch, that type of speed all in one package is deadly. And when he's out there, the safeties are worried about it. A linebacker in a zone coverage may have to pick him up on a crosser and corners may have to run with him in man coverage all over the entire field because of Mahomes' ability to extend it. I don't know if there's anyone who threatens the deep play like him. And just that type of threat allows you to dictate coverage to a certain right. way, Great right? Point. And I don't know if what I like you said, Jay. I want to see it too. I kind of I I want to see it too. I want to see how it unfolds because we know that 
when you have Patrick Mahomes' arm and you have Tyreek Hill's speed, there's nothing that's not on the table, right? Everything is on the table. You're on the 10, a touchdown is on the table, right? When you have Tua, that type of deep threat may, you might, the safeties might start to cheat up a little bit. Like, I want to see if Tua can really beat me deep. I want to really see if Tua's got that arm. I want to really see how much Tyreek is bullshitting when he's talking about Tua having a better arm than Mahomes. Better arm. <laughs> like, I'm happy you got that up, bro, because I was thinking about it. You like, know? I mean, yeah, he said more accurate, bro. He said more accurate. Ain't more no accurate, way, but, but still, that's come on, that's still, crazy. That's I mean, crazy. I, I get it. I get we it. know he got to big up his dude. I get it, and I like that yeah, he yeah. did that. That's that's being a good teammate. You know what I mean? So I, I like I like how he answered that. He left nothing off for the air to be like for people to be like maybe speculate and be like, oh, see, Tyreek, don't trust you. Shouldn't have said nothing. He just kept quiet and said, hey. Yeah, I mean, I, it did sound crazy. I'm ready to play. It did sound like a drunk man speech. It did. Like, I'm ready to play. I'm not gonna lie, but still, if you're gonna be a drunk man and big up your dude, salute, bro. You you stood up for your man's cool. Either way, we all know what the real is. And the real is Tyreek Hill does belong here at number four and speed kills. And that's why Tyreek Hill is at four and has killed since he's been a focal point of an offense. So let's get into this number three. It was really sad to see him go out last season with that injury. Um, Because I was definitely liking the combo with him and Murray. So number three, DeAndre Hopkins. Now I think it's, I mean, pretty obvious why he's on this top 10. I mean, duh. Um, But I guess what are you looking forward to seeing from him in his return from his injury? And um, I'll start with Josiah. I mean, I'm expecting him to come back, you know, ready to play. The only thing is he I think he's expected to miss the first six games. I think it is. So I mean that that kind of hurts. That's what kind of made me kind of knock him a little bit. You know, everybody I think knows that I'm a big DeAndre Hopkins fan, man. But I, I just feel like because he's he missed a lot of games last year and he's going to miss the first, I believe, six games. Anybody wanna correct me? Can it's the first six. First six, first six. First six. That hurts, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it, you know, and then what really what even hurts even more is that, you know, that that clip Kingsbury offense kind of, I don't know if it gets figured out at the end of the season or what it is, but they start to falter. They start to fall down a little bit on offense a little bit. So by the time he gets back, I mean, it, it can go both ways. It can be, well, you know, they they got the number one target back so they can they can start getting back things. Going back to you know what it was, I guess a year ago, or you know, I mean, they're 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 at a position where you know people are caught up to what they're doing on offense. So it's a little, and then Kyler Murray, people still trying to. I, I'm a fan of him, but people still trying to figure out if he's the guy. You know, he wants a big contract, so it's just a lot going on with that offense, and I think that kind of hurts him a little bit over these last you know couple of years and whatnot. But when you talk about overall wide receiver, man, this this guy is it. I mean, when you talk about route running, when you talk about separation, to me, it comes down to him and the number one guy. Oh, you know? I don't know. I got to push back on separation with him. To me, I, I I like it because off the line of scrimmage, the the way he gets off. Oh, he beats yes, beating to beat, me, I guess beating press and separating at the stem 
Those are two well, that's, that's where I look at it because if you be impressed and you able to separate from that, sure, you know, I mean that that's that's I don't know. I I mean, I like did. I said, we we got to split hairs here. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, we we got to split hairs. This is tough, but this is the guy here, man. I, I feel like that's been able to do it for a long time, man. And you know, he's a different he's a difference maker on the field. I think somebody brought it up earlier. Uh, I, I don't, well, maybe it wasn't early. I don't know, but he's, when he's not on the field, you see the difference. Like oh, this offense sure. is just Absolutely. not the same. It's just not, it's just not the same. And it just shows the impact that, that he has on this offense because of how talented he is, you know, um, you know, you, you look at the statistics, the stats that he's put up, you know, the eight seasons only, you know, I mean, now we talked about, we, 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 when we were talking about Mike Evans and we were talking about, you know, who's came close or anybody on here that's got a thousand yards since they came in, nobody has had that, but Tyreek Hill was close. And here's, here he is right here. He's close. Eight seasons, only three, no thousand yards. Everything else has been a thousand yards plus, you know, and, and, you know, he's been hurt here and there, you know, and he's still been able to put up good numbers. You know, you got to give it to him, man. And, you know, this, Again, I think my my only knock with him is just future wise going on. He's getting right. older. The, the 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 team they have some young players with some veteran players. The coach, you kind of like, uh, you know. I mean, they're, they're, are you figuring out what he's doing on offense later on in the season? Because that's he kind of will falter in the college too. So I mean, yep. what? Yep. What what yeah. exactly is you know what I mean? So that that's that's the whole that's the whole issue with this team. It starts yeah. with the top and it goes down, and it, it goes down with your 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 positional players, your best players, you know. And and so I mean this this right here, this is a big. It's almost it's a big year for. It's unfortunate. It's a big year for him. Although he's gonna miss six games, it's still a big year for him. And we'll see how it all turns out. But that's my only knock. It's just the organization and everything set up scheme wise, coach wise. Everything set up, but this guy right here, man, you know, top three, top two, you know, in in, in my books. Yeah, uh, I think I have to piggyback with you, Josiah. I agree with you as well. Uh, yeah, the the, the offense uh, sputtering uh, second half of the season. Also, I think it's the fact that too, uh, like Cliff Kingsbury never moves him around either. Mm-hmm. He sticks him just on the left side of the offense. But like you said, maybe missing the first six games and then have him coming back might help the team or just the fact maybe not that second half slump mm-hmm. or maybe they might not start as fast. But, yeah, it's uh, he's really dependent on this head coach. I, I believe in Kyle Murray. I'm a big fan of him as well. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how Kyler wants his money. They don't want to give it to him, but they extended the GM and the head coach when the head coach like has these second halves slumps i just think he doesn't make second half adjustments and it seems like that ever since like college but yeah this this man deandre hopkins ridiculous hands ridiculous route running uh you know that ridiculous word again um i'm gonna say he a beast he a baller (laughs) i gotta show my uh he's ridiculous (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) um yeah and i think if he wasn't hurt this year and if uh, he wasn't going like the six game suspension. I think he probably would have been higher on our list as well. But it still shows how much of respect we still have him have for him to be this high when some guys have balled out and he he had a 
a down season, mainly because he tore his MCL and missed the remainder and wasn't able to come back mm-hmm. for the playoffs like he had targeted. And honestly, that, I think that's why he had uh, popped a positive with the uh, banned substance because he wanted to get back for that that playoff game to uh, mm-hmm. try to win for his team. Well, that's big. And that's why I think that. the first six games. Yeah. And so uh, this man is just, you know, what do they say? What's the key word? Ridiculous. Yeah, that's. I think that's it. I think that's the way to sum Damn, bro. The ridiculous top ten wide receivers. Hey, exactly, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna call this show the title, huh? The title. We the got title. a title. Yeah. 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 Sponsored by Rob Deerdack from uh, MTV. Huh? Ridiculousness. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Season ten. <laughs> D Hop is the ultimate guy that, for the longest time, before I actually like looked it up, and or not even looked it up, I looked it up when he was coming out of Clemson, which was. What, nine seasons? This is about to be his 10th season in the NFL. So a decade ago, when he was coming out of Clemson, I looked up his height and stuff like that, as we all do when, you know, you're doing the scouting process. And I just forgot about it after watching him play. Because if you watch DeAndre Hopkins, there's no way you think this dude is honestly six foot one. Yeah. There's no way. Great point. He's six one, bro. bro. And the way he moved, it don't seem like he was... Ran a four or five. Didn't he run a four or five? Don't four, seem like he ran a four, four, five, four, four, five, four, five, four, five, four, five, four, five, four, five. Crazy. I think it's a four. I five. thought he was six, three, bro. No, he's six, exactly. Three. That's my point. Like he is, he is six foot one. That's he even looks six one. He don't he like, like he plays way bigger. Bruh. Like, I, I mean, didn't know that. When you watch DeAndre Hopkins, hands, hands, and more hands. Yep. Right. There is still, I would say still like, there's still nobody better when it's like, the, the D, he has not created. This is why just, when you were saying just like his like he does run routes very very well, he, mm-hmm. but when there's so many times where like he doesn't have separation, and mm-hmm. quarterbacks are just like nah, throw it to him. Well, that's a, yep. Just throw it to him. Like he's got it. I'm good. Just throw him the ball. It's gonna work. <laughs> right? right. Right. That's right. that's you know. Where's ten? Where's ten? Where's ten? Where's 10? <laughs> like, that's what it is. And they throw right. the ball because he is going to come down with that. Like, one hand, two hand, pass interference, PI, it don't matter. He is that type of physical. He's able to – the thing with, with a lot of receivers who can climb the ladder and go up and get the ball high like he can. I previously alluded to that play against Buffalo in 2020 where he went up against Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, and he snatched that ball out of the – just out of thin air, just one of them plucked it over everyone, came up like Poseidon skying, skying out of the out of the ocean just to go ahead and grab it. I mean, that's in his arsenal. That's all there. And there's no one better at it. And there's another element to that get to that aspect of playing receiver that he embodies very well too. And that's how you establish your position before you go up to catch that ball. It's like boxing out for a rebound in basketball. And yeah, yeah, De- DeAndre yeah. has that ability. It's a lot shorter period than in basketball. You establish your position, you push, yeah. push, push, push. It's just, it's a quick, like, boom, yeah. boom. Like, you push, you establish, and you go up and get it. No one is better at those two elements than DeAndre Hopkins, still. And when he comes back, we're going to continue to see that. And that's, it's kind of the yin and yang and how that works within Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Yes. Teams seem to figure it out. He adds, it seems like he adds tweaks in the offseason to it that teams then kind of get familiar with towards the end of the season. And then he has no plan B, right? 
But a lot of what that offense does allow and does create are one-on-one matchups. This is why DeAndre Hopkins is able to produce within that offense. It's because DeAndre Hopkins one-on-one. We all remember the play where Kyler Murray saw that and just smirked before he threw the ball up in the air because he knew. He knew my man's coming down with it. Even if he's not, there's no separation there. He's going to come down with it. So the body of work that he has put together leading up to this year. I mean, he had, what was it? Four straight, five, four straight seasons of, he had three straight seasons of a first team all pro and which was 2017, 2018, 2019, which is the longest streak that we have seen from anybody on this list. Right. For as far as consecutive seasons at first team, all pro, nobody else has three straight within three years. He does. And the year before that, in 2016, he was second team. And in the year after that, in 2020, he was second team as well. Five years on the all-pro team. Bruh. Mm-hmm. 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 Bruh. Definitely elite. Definitely top three. Big shout out. Can't wait till you come back, D-Hop. The Falcons, not the Falcons, but the Cardinals, that other bird squad, they're going to miss you. <laughs> another, real, another real quick. Uh, you mentioned the, the catch he had over – Michael Poyer and stuff like that, and all or Jordan Poyer, the three guys. That wasn't even the best catch that the best catch that he ever made wasn't uh, a catch because they called offensive pi. It's when he the one he made over uh, Xavier Howard when he like yeah. pinned it to the back of his leg. Remember that one no, uh, when I, he was still with the Texans? I don't think I remember because Xavier Howard, the corner with the Dolphins. I, with the, yeah, right. I don't yeah. remember. I'm gonna have to YouTube that. It was he jumped up and then caught it and then like pinned it and it was, was kind of like he jumped caught it in midair and then pinned it like or like against his leg right yeah 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 he had to come down mm-hmm. with it yeah and then they called offensive pi on him and so it didn't count and I was like bro that was the ridic- most one of the most ridiculous catches I've ever seen mm-hmm. it won't get looked at because because of the pi yeah yeah a, a couple of things more to to speak to his body of work before we move on to our top our top two. He has three seasons in the top 10 of receiving TDs. I already mentioned he got three team, first team all pro seasons, four seasons in the top 10 in receiving yards, five seasons in the top 10 in overall receptions. I mean, just yeah. model of consistency and not, and, and different than Mike Evans, who is very, very consistent, but does yeah. so on maybe like the, the fringe top 10 levels. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins does it consistently in the elite class. Yeah, and that's and why he's the better wide. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. and that's why. Just like you said, Jay. Just like you said, Jay. What's ahead is the right. question. Exactly. Is there, what's yeah. ahead is the only reason why he's not two or one. You know what I mean? He, he's is, what's ahead. Then we're gonna continue to find out, and can't wait until we do. Moving into the top two, Brandy was having technical issues. She is out. We're gonna just continue to go with her. Very thank you, very much, sis, for being on the show. Yes, sir. Moving to number two right now. Cooper Cup, Los Angeles Rams, the man who has a feel for the position that very few people can even correlate with. Corday, I'm gonna start with you. Number two, you didn't have Corday as high as or Corday. You didn't have Cooper. Yeah, as, I didn't have Corday. I didn't have Corday. As high. <laughs> His second album, Corday's second album, was not very good. I'm just gonna be honest. But but uh, but, but Cooper Cup's uh, 2021 season was very good. Now yeah. you had him lower than the rest of us. You had yep. him at four. Where do you see 
cup not net. And again, like I like I've said so many times, you keep saying ridiculous. I keep seeing splitting hairs, nitpicking. Yeah. What put Cup at that spot for you in comparison to where he's at on the co- the collective ranking? So for me, what it is like Cup, I'm trying to base them like where I have them. Like it's hard for me to move guys into like that top three, top five kind of a list. But Cup had an amazing, uh, ridiculous. <laughs> uh, season, like he had, the, he, he had the triple count, triple crown. Last person to do that was Steve Smith, and for me, it's just the guys who he would have to move in front of. Like I have a hard time doing that. But I played. I had him at four, and uh, we're at two. Uh, still had uh, Tyree Kill and Hopkins, or uh, over him just because the respect from those two guys and how long they've been in the elite class. Like that's, I think that's the splitting hairs of it, just to not give it to him just yet. Like he's in the elite class, but I still want that uh, more to see to rank him higher than the other two guys. You know, like if he come back next year, I guess and have like a quote unquote down year, but still putting up like fourteen or fifteen hundred yards, then I'm like, okay, yeah, he belongs in this in this area on this on this part of the list. I think that's why the the splitting hairs of it and, and then like, I guess personal biases. I think that's what it comes into it, but still a hell of a player. Uh, still a great season as well. Uh, seriously balling out. And then also saving that Rams team a lot of times in key situations. Yes, sir. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like I know they, they, they said Stafford uh, really balled out. Like I know a statistic that they kept saying was he balled out in the fourth quarter a lot, but sometimes he wasn't playing good. Uh, in the first and like first three quarters, but it's it's funny. And Stafford had a few bad games, which made me think. I'm like, damn, what if Stafford didn't have those three stretches where he threw pick sixes in three straight weeks? Maybe Cup would have even had even a better season, you know. And uh, and then probably with that, I probably would have had him higher in this, and maybe Cup would even broken the two thousand yard mark, something we've never seen done. And then I would have had to give him his flowers and had to put him uh, probably one, no lie, that if he did that feat. But, so you, uh, wait, so you would have put him one if he would have got 2,000? Yeah, I really two, maybe two. Now I'm thinking about it, probably two. I mean, in the moment I'm saying one, but I'm like, Cause probably that's two. That's 53 yards. He's right there. Yeah, he's 53 yards. Right there. Bro, okay. Okay. 53 all right, yards. All right, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. What's okay, going on, bro? What was the thing? Yeah, really going on? Really going on. Asking you, like, wait a minute. I got to think it's why, guys. I got. I got to think it's why, guys. And I'm. I'm I got to okay, think it's why, guys. I was going to say it, but how, okay. Yeah. I got. What? Well, no. I'll, I'll say honestly. What it really is, though. It really is. And I'm joking with the white guy thing. What it really is is just when, when like media and people like immediately say somebody is the number one receiver based off the year they had. Like I was even kind of like slow to say with Devontae. But I had to give it to him just because how he was balling out. But when the media, like, early on starts saying, I think he's the best receiver in the league, best receiver, and it seemed more narrative-driven than what it actually is sometimes. And the, like, it's not like the other guys who are high on this list, like, fell off. Like, Hopkins was uh, was hurt for, like, the back half of the year. So, but if other guys are still balling and still playing at an elite level, it's hard for me to say, oh, this dude's the number one guy when they still putting up, like, ridiculous numbers as well. Or gaudy numbers. So I'm going to use a different word. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Jay, both of you and I were in agreement. Cooper Cup, number two. 
on this list. <laughs> Most definitely, uh, apparently, he needed 50, 50 more yards for uh, Corday to have him there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, definitely yeah, Cooper Cup. Just fifty more. Yours, just 50 more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Cooper Cup is everything. You know, I mean, he's to me, he, you know. I, I can't say he really elevates he elevates the offense, but I feel like Matthew Stafford does the same thing. So I don't yes. I don't really I don't want to give him yes. the full credit on that, but he definitely yeah. helps elevate that offense. He's really good with reading reading coverages. His his IQ is very, very high, man. He has I mean, he's able to, you know, his his uh his route running, he's able to break down the coverages with his route running. You know, he's not he he doesn't have all the the speed in the world or anything like that, but he has a, a his his the way he's able how to explain it. He he knows what plays is being called and how to how to break that down. So like his route running is 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 really good. His speed is okay, but because he knows what's being called, he's able to get beyond that 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 play call. Yeah, it's hard for me to explain it. You know his defender. He's able to get the corners and the safeties lost. As far as how he's able to, you know, he, he's making them think one thing and he's doing a totally different thing because of how high his IQ is, really. I mean, because he 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 makes he knows what's being called against him and he knows what's being called against that offense and he knows how to get behind that 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 defense, you know. And and another thing that he's really good at, too, as well, is his breakaway speed. Now, he again, he doesn't have speed, but when you I say breakaway speed because. When he's thrown, when the ball is thrown to him, like in the flats or screen plays, he could break away from the corners and the safeties. You know, he's able to shed tackles. You know, yeah, he's, he's able. Good. To, he's good after the catch. Really good after the catch, bro. And you got to give him that that credit. And then what he's able to do in in the postseason. You know, what I mean, in the, in the, in, the, in the playoffs. You know, what I mean, you you. It's one thing for a player to be able to put up those big numbers in a regular season. It's another to be able to carry that on when the pressure's on you. And when you're the number one guy and you're being called upon, it's that's a different thing. And he was able to counter that. You know, I think he was only what I, he was only a few, not a few yards. That's what I'm going to use. But he was only a few yards short on a regular season with Michael Tom against Michael Thomas. But then in the playoffs, he was able to, you know, I think he holds the record as far as the most yards. If I'm not, you know, thirty. Well, it's in catches. The playoffs, he holds the record yards. for uh, most receptions in, in a po- in one postseason. In the postseason, yeah. one postseason. And he holds really? the all-time record for most yards from scrimmage by a wide receiver in a single season. He did this in the same regular season and in the same mm-hmm. postseason. Mm-hmm. This was Cooper Cup in 2021, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And that's you know I mean that that just and that's just one of the that's one of the bigger things of why what makes him so successful in that offense, you know I mean you know he 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 was a big part of that Super Bowl obviously you know we seen what he was able to do there, you know um they captured their Super Bowl ring, you know it's just hard to really you know to take anything away from him and what you expect him to do from here on forward. You know, you got the coach. The coach is still coaching there. The QB is still there. You know, the team, for the most part, is still intact. I mean, I just don't see, you know. And another good thing with him, uh, just side point, is that he has really, really good concentration on the ball. 
So, like, if, you know, if, if the QB's throwing the ball, I seen this on, I was watching some tape on him, and Matthew Stafford threw the ball. It wasn't even a good ball, but he threw the ball, and it was tipped. And, you know, he kind of, he, he was, he was, you know, I mean, he was still running his route. When he turned and looked at the ball, the ball was already, you know, I mean, it was falling towards the ground, but he was able to still make that catch and still gain about another, like, 10, 12 yards after the catch. You know, and and that's just content. That's concentration. That's really good concentration on his part. A lot of wide receivers sometimes, you know, they give up on that play. You know, when the, when your QB is throwing the ball towards, you know, towards you and whatnot, and it gets tipped or whatever it is, you give up on the play or it's thrown over. You know, whatever it is, you give up on it. That's not his game. His game is to continue to to play it a hundred percent all the way through. And you know, you've seen where it's got him this far. You know, so yeah, he he definitely deserved to be at this spot right here. He, yeah, a, a lot of great points there. A lot of great points. The only the what would I how would I put it? Only thing I would add to it that you that I don't think like you 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 hadn't said because you said a lot of great stuff that I was going to also say, but like really, he had a thousand and twenty four snaps last year in the regular season. In the regular season, the type of usage that he had was through the roof. And there was a lot of different numbers that I scoured through throughout the course of the research leading up to this show. And one thing that really jumped out to me about his 2021 season and how amazing it was, apart from how we all know it was a triple crown, what he did, most scrimmage yards ever. And there's only been, he's the fourth person ever to ever to, to get the triple crown award since the Super Bowl has been a thing. And there was a there was a thing that I totaled up within making my rankings that uh, that was very important. One, it was obviously I've, re- I've referenced it a few times throughout this show, and that was the number of hundred yard games that receivers had in the last three years. Cooper Cup it has nineteen one hundred yard games in the last three years. That's the second most of any receiver in this entire list. Nineteen one hundred yard games. Then the other thing that I wanted to do was also examine the lower outputs that receivers had in terms of in terms of how their production occurred in terms of just game by game basis. And someone like Mike Evans, those games he had against Marshawn Lattimore and those games that other games he had throughout the year and other receivers too, was if they had less than 40 yards receiving and no touchdown, I consider that a bad game, right? You had 30 yards, no TD. That's, you didn't really do much. That was just kind of the, the barometer that I set. Cooper Cup is the only person on this list who had one season where he had no less than 64 yards. Cooper Cup's worst game of the year was five grabs for 64 yards, right? And the other element of that that you have to put into into the whole stratosphere of all of this is that this dude blocks better than probably any other receiver on this list. There it is. Great point. Great point. Like, at the same time, while this man is doing 1,024 yards, leading the league in grabs, leading the league in yards, leading the league in touchdowns, he's blocking better than all of them else, all of the other ones. Like, this type of season is unprecedented. It, it's You just don't see this type of production. And the last time we did this type of list, he would have been someone that would have fell on the honorable mention. Right, because yeah. yep. we didn't yep. do this in 2020. We did that. We did this leading into the 2020 season, which would have been yeah. following the 2019 year. 
But last season at this time of the year, we were not doing our top 10. We were doing kind of a, a different way to look at it. And I'm glad we got back to our top 10s before we went into our previews on our expectations and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But that is that allowed us to really look back before we look forward. Mm-hmm. And as we've looked back and as I've looked back, I've started to really amass. Yeah, I knew Cooper Cup had a great year, but goddamn, I didn't know right, he had right, this right. type of year. Right. Bro, like like it's 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 phenomenal. If it, I'm sorry, Corday, it supersedes ridiculous. It's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> So it's probably ridiculousness because that's a show. It so. sure is. You already gave Rob Deerdick a shout out. He ain't gonna get two. Okay, <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, big shout out, Yakima, Washington native, Eastern Washington right. product. Yeah, yeah. Elite NFL receiver, Cooper Cup. Salute. Yeah, I was up there this weekend. That's nice. Nice, nice. You're doing doing big things in your your comedy movements. I love it. Trying to do it, man. Much respect, bro. Respect, bro. But uh, what I have to say is what is not funny. I guess it might be funny. Is how dope our number one receiver is, Devontae Adams. <laughs> Devontae Adams, the, yeah. the best, the, the best. best, the only person <laughs> best in this entire list <laughs> who all five of us, myself, Josiah, Corday. Brandy, and the man that got us all together to start doing this, DJ Cuevas. All five of us. He was the only one. We all agreed on his placement, and that is at the top. We all agreed that he is the man sitting there wearing the throne. This I started with you, Corday, last time. I'm going to start with you this time, Jay. He's a member of our Silver and Black, and we're going to have a Silver and Black harvest off, and we're going to have a Silver and Black <laughs> I don't want to go too long, man. I, I know you I don't, know. and we've been good so far. So man. what lands Devontae Adams at number one? Everything, bro. I mean, you know, now there was one player that I mentioned as far as route running. You, I, I know you disagree. I feel like Hopkins is right there. I, I feel like, you know, the route running between these two is just it's, – it's, it's, it's 1A, 1B, however you want it. That, that's my opinion on it. Uh, you know, he's durable. You know, he hasn't really missed too many games. You know, he his back shoulder catches, you know, for him to be able to just every catch or every pass that's thrown to him with the back shoulder fade. Sometimes that's hard to really make. And you see him, you see how he's able to maneuver his body and be able to make those catches, man. It's just, an, it's, it's impressive. I know Aaron Rodgers throws, a, a, he throws a really good ball. I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But for that player to be able to, for, for for a wide receiver to be able to make those catches at any time is impressive, man. And so um, sometimes he knows right. Devontae will manipulate his body, so he puts mm-hmm. it in a spot for right. Devontae to manipulate his body. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he's it, it, great point too. Great point that the chemistry is there. You know uh, the records. You know he he's tied as far as in Green Bay. He's tied Sterling Sharp, who was a really good you know wide receiver over there for Green Bay. Really good, man. Really good, man. You know, exactly. Should be, should be. That man had the triple crown. Was the first dude to do the triple crown in the nineties. Yeah, he did it before Jerry. He did it, but no, I think so. I think think so. so. Yeah, I think. I think, and I think he did it twice too. Really? Yeah, I want to say he did it twice. That's how good that dude. I know. I as I know, it's Jerry, 
Cup, obviously, Steve Smith, and Shark. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But anyway, continue, Jay. Continue, Jay. Oh, anytime. No, you're good. You're, you're good. You're good. Anytime that your 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 stats or anything is 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 right there with that name, it shows you how good you are, man. I mean, you know, like I said, broken uh, broke receptions, and then tie uh, uh, eighteen receiving touchdowns, man. I mean, he's. I don't really know what. I don't want to sound like a homer. You know what I'm saying? I don't really want to sound like a homer. There's other times we're gonna get to talk about him and the team, you know. But this dude right here, man, is just not one thing he can't do. And all the other years, you know, you talk about the top wide receivers. He was he was there on our list. He was top three. I mean, top three, at least top three, maybe top four. You know what I'm saying? But he was always in that in in the mix. You know, you maybe so, want to go back and listen to the old receiver top ten. It, it, it do, bro, ago. just to yeah. show that we not. You know what I'm saying? Just to show that you know we not really biased like that because, yeah, he plays for our team, but. I think like Corday, everybody had him number one. I mean, most people do. He's either one or two, you know, for most people's list. So I mean, you know, it's it's not, you know, it's not one thing he really can't do, man. Um, he's really good at tracking the ball well. I mean, some of the things I'm a name is just like, you know, okay, yeah, of course he can do all of that, but he's just consistent at every at everything. He's really consistent at every little thing that you know he does on the field he he doesn't really you know i mean he, he's just he's he's that guy he's that dude man and, i can hear um, your voice you're just like i'm running out of things to say that this I, I am bro because i, I mean hear, i don't know I what else you're like uh well what? he's great at everything <laughs> at everything bro he really is but if i say that it's like oh yeah you know but no but he was already that so any right, listener yeah. that's listening Go back because you will see that we was already raving about. Him. We was already talking about how good he was in every statistical category you could think of. You know what I'm saying? So, you know this, this dude is it, man. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, when you think about number one, when you think about a true number one wide receiver that can really do everything. I mean, everything, not just. You know, everything statistic-wise, but healthy-wise and being professional off the field, you know, and on the field. You don't got to worry about him getting into any trouble or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, he has good, you know, good good chemistry with his with his QBs so far, what we know. He only played with Aaron Rodgers. Now he's playing with Derek Carr. I mean, you know, he got – he already had chemistry with Derek Carr, so I don't, you know, I mean, expect him to, you know – not have chemistry all of a sudden, but I mean, he has, he has that, he has that with it, with his players, you know, he's not a bad locker room guy or anything like that. Sometimes players like this, that's this talented. They have some type of flaw. They have some type of flaw off the field or they're injured or whatever it is. So far he's, he's, he's been that dude. He's been that dude. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, had, had we rank, I know ain't nobody going to believe us, but had we ranked, had we did a top ten last year and wide receivers, he would be top number, two. He'd be number one, or, one again. I one, be number one, one last year. Yeah, yeah, one or two, bro. However you want to, you know, yeah. however you want to look at it. However you want to look at it, he he would have been right there. So you know, like Jordan said, I am running out of stuff to really say. This dude, you know, he he, he has it, man. He he has it. Um, I don't know what else really to 
what you know what what to really say about him, man. But this this dude right here is definitely number one. I think he's the ultimate consistent dude on in every category. Period. There, yeah, I mean, in yeah. every category. Yeah, that's the way. That's the really. That's that's the penultimate. That's not the penultimate. Right there, bro. Because when you because when you look at two to to ten, or when you look at when you look at these players, you think, okay, boom, 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 boom. Oh, wait, all there. Okay, boom, boom. Okay, yeah. When you look at Devontae Adams, there's no flaw so far. I mean, so far, and I say so far because he's getting older. You, I mean, you never know, but when you he look hasn't at shown what that sign yet, he hasn't shown it, bro. He hasn't shown it. Yeah, he has not shown it. So, yeah, like and like you said, man, that's that's really that's that's so true. Like, if you were to look at like all the elements that make up a receiver, okay, how good is he at getting off the press? He's top three. How good is he at route running? Arguably the best. How good is he in the red zone? Uh, top three. How good are his hands? Yeah. Top three. Yeah. Like I mean, that's just that. It's just that's the cycle. You gotta start finding other things. Just you know, other things that other players may not do as well. You know, when you get to getting into that, you talk about top two, top three, and then number one, number one, number one, top three, top two. You know, then you start trying to find okay, what else? You know, that other players may be lacking that he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right there, man. True. Corday, as the non-Raiders fan on the pod, yeah. sitting here talking about a newly acquired Raiders receiver, but someone yeah. who also ranked Devontae Adams number one. Apart from him being ridiculous, what else is there to say? I mean, it was funny. I remember watching I – I, my channel usually just stays on NFL Network except during the offseason when they got terrible programming. Yeah, uh, that's true. I remember they showed uh, Devontae Adams playing the Browns, and Denzel Ward was lined up one-on-one against him, and Devontae shook him, and then Denzel Ward had tight coverage, and, and Adams still still made the catch and was like, hey, yo, good job, man. That was good coverage right there. <laughs> Ward got up was like, hey, man, don't be saying that to me. He was like, what, bro? It was good coverage, man. That was a good job right there. He was like, you can't tell me good job as you caught the ball on me. He was like, what? <laughs> um, uh, Devontae Adams is 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 a beast, man. I almost said it. It's a beast. Um, also, I look at it like this. Uh, he played with Aaron Rodgers, right? But none of the receivers who Aaron Rodgers played with was the best in the league. No Greg Jennings wasn't. Jordy Nelson wasn't. Tay was uh, with him, though. Huh? Tay was – Devontae. Tay was with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Tay, yeah, but Devontae I'm saying – Yeah. But he – yeah. I, well, I get what I'm you're saying. saying. Yeah, I'm saying the he only receiver – He had number one. He never the had – The only one was, was Devontae. Right. Yeah, the only one who was okay, the best bad, in the league bad. was I, I Devontae. I jumped yeah, the gun yeah, on yeah. that one. My bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I'm saying is Devontae was the only one who became the best in the league mm-hmm. out of all the receivers who came before him. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like that's my that's my point. Well, no, so yeah, where, my, my bad. My, that's that's my bad. That's yeah. my bad. I, that's my point. Yeah. It's because where you know people say, well, you know, he played with Aaron Rodgers. That's probably why he's so good. No, other receivers played with Aaron Rodgers on that Packers team, and and Tay was on that team, and they were not the best in the league. Like how Devontae Adams is and was now that he's left uh, uh, Green Bay, which I still don't get why they traded the best receiver in the league to 
But that's y'all plus y'all y'all plus and well, their loss. Well, it's more to it, but you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, more, we'll I know we'll, more we'll to get it. to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, we got. I know it's more to it. Previews but, up and coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know it's more to it, but I'm just saying. It's hard to replace the best receiver in the league. You know, um, yeah. this uh, back shoulder fades. This man is great. Um, route running. This man is great. Getting open. He's great. Um, him and Aaron Rodgers uh, chemistry can separate like all those things are fantastic and, and it's the reason why he's the number one receiver in the league. I think the only thing we can kind of knock him is sometimes he might miss like two games in the season. I think last last year he missed a, a few games mainly because he got COVID. Whereas like I remember one time he missed it because I think what was it turf toe or something. But other than that, the man. It's absolute beast when he's out there, best in the league. Um, I know y'all happy. He's gonna make y'all yeah, pass again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not happy, bro. That's another. Uh, yeah, we ain't trying to get through. What's better? What's better than happy? Ridiculous? Like you ridiculously happy? Ridiculous, bro. Bro. Yeah, yeah, like you I'm said. Dandy. I'm dandy. Yeah, dandy. Dandy. <laughs> I'm ecstatic. Um, ecstatic. Um, there's no I cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, they kicking off tomorrow. Why not? Yeah. I forget. I was watching. It was funny because as we was coming up with the top 10 list, I think you posted, you was the first to post towards Jordan. I was watching uh, TV and Jordan and uh, Devontae Adams popped up. And I was like, oh, there go that dude again. And he was just complimenting guys. He was like, yeah, you know, uh, I forget what they was asking him about, but it was just like smooth, low key. Chill oh, I think talking. it was about uh, Hunter Renfro, like like uh, yeah, yeah, like Hunter Renfro's route running. Yeah, yeah, it's like we're different guys, stuff like that. Well, he said he said um, they first asked him about like, hey, you and Hunter Renfro are like some of the best route runners in the NFL. What can you like impart to him? And Devontae said, actually, as a matter of fact, if you want to if you want to be real about it, Hunter can teach me a few things. Mm-hmm. Okay, like the dude, like like. I said this on the pod a while ago, right? Right. I, I played on YouTube his first press conference with the Raiders. He's sitting there in the black yeah. on black yep. suit, right? Yeah. And the wife was sitting there. She was cooking dinner. And she's like, who's that guy? And I'm like, that's Devontae Adams. She's like, oh, he's very handsome. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah good looking dude, you know? And then she's like, he's very, he's, he, I like how he speaks. Like, he's not too, like, astute or like has like you know a, a too articulate he but he he's he is articulate but he's cool and real at the same time she's like i like how he does that she goes wow what suit is that you can see his muscles through the suit dang and i'm telling her how good he is as far as a player and she goes i bet that dude's breath stink and i'm oh, like Why? yeah i remember this yeah we were on the pod jay we were on the pod <laughs> yeah i remember <laughs> And I was just like, I was like, why? She goes, because no person can be that perfect at life. <laughs> like, it's just like, we aren't perfect as human beings. And this dude is really just perfect right now. You're telling me he's that good at football and he's this good at speaking to the public. And he's talking about his wife and he's like, and he's never been involved, like in trouble with the law and like, da-da-da-da. and all that stuff. And he's never had any DV issues. Like, <laughs> he got to have like sticky breath or like his toes got to be shaped weird <laughs> or something. <laughs> That's why I was when I was watching the press conference today. I, I was just laughing because I'm hearing him talking, and I kind of tuned out. I was like, "I wonder if this fool breath stink." Like I just like I thought about that immediately. <laughs> I was just like, "Nah, he just he just that smooth." Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, this is why he he's number one. Yeah, I, I real said, humble. He's a humble. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Professional. That was one of the things. Yes, really professional. Really professional, and that that that's what I said. So last three years, most hundred yard games, Devontae Adams. There it is. Twenty. Still the stud. Twenty different times in the last three seasons, one hundred yards in a single game, including two in which he notched 200. That dude, man. I'm, I, I think he had 189 yards in that, in that one of those two. I don't oh, remember. I think it was like yeah, oh, 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 yes. Oh, most yeah. most definitely. Yeah. I think I remember it was a Monday Night Football game. I think, I, well, I know I had him on my fantasy football team, and I was like, well, I think I lost this week. I mean, this man's man notched 180 four different times. Yeah. Man went off uh, 189 yards, and I think like two touchdowns. I ended up winning like by I ended up winning by 20. I was down like 20, ended up winning by 20 or 23. Somebody was like, "Man, <laughs> this dude's a cheat code." I was like, "He is, bro. He is." And I was like, "This." It's just same with him, man. It's just it's just the same. Like 196, 173, 156, 142. It's like what I mean. Like, I mean, it's just, and these are just, these are just the things that we expect of him. The only thing that I would say that hasn't really been mentioned yet with him is his ability, and I've talked about this on the show before. It's his ability to beat press without using his hands. Mm. I almost yeah. wonder if he does that as to be like, "Look, mom, no hands." Like, I, I <laughs> yeah, I can I, do it. Right, right. I right. almost yeah. wonder, like, because every single receiver coach is going to teach you to use your hands. And that is a adamant skill that receivers need to have in terms of getting off the press. But Devontae Adams doesn't do it. And I love that Chris Collinsworth was the first analyst that is calling NFL games who has brought attention to that. And everybody listening, I know all of us know, but everybody listening, I hope you know, Chris Collinsworth is the dude who started PFF. Right. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I mean, and, and to have and to have that type of attention to the detail that he does beating the press with just his feet in the NFL to the degree that he does, stop it. Let's yeah. let's just let's just let's just stop it. I'm sorry, Cordy. I'm gonna steal your word. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's. Has, I, I have nothing more. I have nothing more on him. He has crazy body control. I think that's what you could say. Like to be able to shake a guy without using your hands. Is just stop, stop, start quickness, and then like move your body and contort your body around. That is his greatest asset. Besides, of course, having great hands, but that's his greatest asset as well. So that's our number. That's our countdown, ladies and gentlemen. Glad everybody could tune in with us. We appreciate y'all listening to the Cover Zero podcast. We only have a handful of shows, I would say, until we reach our division previews our expectations for the season. But before we get out of here, I'm going to do a quick recap. Our honorable mentions were Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, and then into our top 10. Number 10 was A.J. Brown. Number 9 was Mike Evans. Number 8 off of just one season was Jamar Chase. Number 7 was Debo Samuel, who ended up being our most polarizing character <laughs> on this entire list. Ranked as low as 9, ranked we as high as 4. CJ, bruh, 
Sober up. We knew it was coming, though. Sober we up knew. Give me your rankings, bro. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I knew our into number six, Justin Jefferson. All, a lot of us agree that when we do this list again here on the Cover Zero podcast, he will be inside of that top five, most likely. To speak on that top five, number five, Stephon Diggs. Number four, Tyree Kill. Number three, DeAndre Hopkins. Number two, Cooper Cup, who put together one of the best seasons that I have honestly seen since I've ever been watching all 22 tape. And then number one, the guy who has just put together the catalog that lands him here unanimously. Mm-hmm. And nice. landed him in Las Vegas for a Raiders. <laughs> Devontae Sorry. Adams. You hear that, Corday? Vegas. Raiders. Yep. Why are you? Why are you? You act like I'm a rival or something like that. You, you try to run like, me. I like, know. I, I know. I know. Bro, you, you bet money your that the Eagles are going to beat us last year. Shots, man. I did not bet money. I bet a profile picture. This is true. <laughs> this is true because you bet me that profile picture, and you owned up to it right away. I didn't even have to like right away. I didn't even have to message you after the game was over. No, nope. you messaged me during the way. game. Like, all right, what pick you want? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. Derek, yeah, Derek Carr was like 90% accurate. Like, yeah. literally. Wait, what, what, what game was that? Was that the one I went to? That was, was that the one in Philly. Like where we played Philly in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bro, I was there. You were there, bro. I know. I was there. Yeah. Derek Carr was 90%. Down, when Sanders went down, I was like, hey, let me, let me message Jordan right now. This 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 ain't gonna be yeah, bro. It didn't matter, man. And we was we was gonna beat y'all, bro. Derek Carr hey, was hey, hooked hey, into that hey, level. Hey, like hey, y'all had, I was, I was with my team. Yeah, we had, had other no players playing response, bro. The situation, huh? We had none. Yeah, no response. Like no Derek Carr, like Derek Carr cooking no the way Derek Carr was cooking. Derek Carr, that's one of his best games ever. Mm, it yeah. was. It really was a good game. I was, I was hoping some Eagle fan. I mean, you know, there was. I I, I said. By a couple of them. It was a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a good game. It was a good game, bro. Yeah, if I could have won the game, game I would have been there. I would have been there. But it would have been good, man. I was hoping some of y'all would have been there. I, I yeah. didn't really see, you know, I don't see nobody. All right. Appreciate y'all listening to the Cover Zero podcast. We will catch y'all with another top 10 later. Mm-hmm. Sir. That's our show. Be sure to email us with your questions, comments, and statements to Cover Zero podcast at Gmail. To find all of the links to follow us on social media, and also to find more exclusive content, visit us at tssaw.com. See you next week.